everybody to the podcast of Graveyard to Greatness. I'm your host, Latara McLaurin. And today's topic, we're going to talk about, do you really know who and what you actually serve? All right. So without further delay, I have here with me, Neil Spencer. I have Ann Talley. And I, and I have Barbara Lewis. Hello, hello, everyone. And let us dive right in without delay. So, all right, who want to start it? Uh, well, let's let's have uh, 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 Anne to give us a little prayer so the folks won't feel a little bit out of place considering this isn't a, re- a religious platform. It's more of a spiritual platform, but we're... We understand those who are out there, but we always give due to Oludumare, better known to others as God, of what, we don't say he or she, and we'll talk about that later, but better yet, of what it does for us and in us. So, Anne, can you give us a little prayer? All right. Oh, wonderful God, majestic Father creator of all, heaven and earth, uh, the part of us that links each one of us together. We say thank you for today. Today, our prayer is that you would open our minds and open our hearts and, and open our understanding so that we can understand you and how you created us. 
Help us understand what our path is to be. Help us understand which way we're going. Help us to gain more knowledge of, of your original plan for us, not what we've been told. So today as we talk together, as we, we commune together, as we share and bounce ideas, we pray that you would ordain and that you would orchestrate our thoughts and that you would guide us in the right direction that we are supposed to be. We are forever grateful for everything that you do for us. We are thankful. Thank you for teaching us how to be what you created us to be. Thank you for teaching us how to walk how you created us to walk. Thank you for taking the, the blinders off and the limits off and for helping us to see you for who you really are as opposed to what we've been taught down through the years. Yes. So on today, we look forward to growing and to growing up and maturing in you to not just tapping into the earth version of you, but also the spiritual version. Yes. So that we can connect the two so that we can be everything you created us to be. Because you said there was a day that we can walk on water and it wouldn't even phase us. We're getting to that day. We're learning to get to that day. So thank you for this opportunity. Lord, open the mind of the readers and, and of the listeners so that they can hear your voice and hear what you're saying for this hour and this time. And we thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, I, Shay. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is, I'm, I'm excited, really, really. I am really and truly excited. This is me, Latar. So um, the first question I want to throw out there, and I've sent it all to y'all. What, what is God? Because so many people have been taught and have a misconception that God um, is one thing of or another, but since they're going, there will be a bunch of um, people who read the Bible, pastors and whoever else uh, that may be listening and want to know really what is God, not what man says God is or what we've been taught, same thing, what God is or what we think God is. But is there anywhere in the book, the Bible, that most people, because we're using the Bible today, um, that most people use that says what God is? Uh, Neil, can you answer that? And then we're going to find out what is God. He is I'm going to go to the scripture, but I don't have the verse, chapter and verse, but it says that God is the spirit and knows that worship him must worship him as spirit and truth. That's John 4 and 24. Okay. And what I find out is that God is, I said also God is a consuming fire. And when I found out outside of religion, that God hears us when we call on him. Mm -hmm. And I called on him in the spirit, didn't, didn't say Jesus, didn't say God, or I did say God, help me be a better man. And somehow, some way, I connected with the spirit. And I noticed a change coming right away, because immediately I started praising God. I was singing every church song I knew, and I was, I was maybe talking in tongues, but I just got lost in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So to me, God is spirit because I had experience with God's spirit. Mm -hmm. And what the church is saying, I don't think they're reaching to the spiritual side so much as as a, this just 
the human side. They're not trying to get a deeper understanding of who God is. Right. That's my experience. Okay, right, right, okay. And anything you want to add anywhere else? Um, oh, mercy, have mercy. So, uh, God simply introduces himself as I am that I am. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he is. Mm-hmm. That's it. In everything, he is. Um, we try to put him in a box and put him in a, 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 a humanistic form. But if you look at your own personality, if you look at your own... Uh, version of his creation. You are many things. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I'm a a, 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 a friend. I'm a sister. Uh, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a person of prayer. I'm a I'm a, a bond officer. I'm a uh, I'm many things. Um, I can be a cook. I can be whatever I need to be in that moment. That's why he has so many names. Or or, or the the revelation of him has so or so many names. So. He is everything. So when we're breathing air, that that's the spirit. Uh, matter of fact, the, the, the translation of, of, of air is spirit. Spirit, rather, is air. Mm-hmm. So when we're breathing, we're breathing him. When we're, we're walking, we're walking upon the foundation of him. So everything, he is everything. He is everything around us. Um, everything in our existence. There, there is no... And I think more importantly, the question is, is who is he? And he is us. We are all part of his vessel. Right. Um, we're, we're all connected. We're, one might be one blood vessel. One might be the foot. One might be the hand. Like, we're all a part of that creative process. So, you know, when you say, you know, who is God or, or, or what is God? Mm-hmm. We are. Now, I was just listening to some of the things in which you named off when you start talking about, um, you know, your mom, your, your friend, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you, re, you relate it to uh, God being um, everything or the is. And so I think... In saying that, well, let me deal with the first part of it. So when you're talk, when you were talking about, you know, relating God to being uh, like you, a mother, and this, that, and the other, so on and so forth, those are all attributes, title, right? But that doesn't define what an is. Mm-hmm. So when you, um, it's like when Neil said it first. Um, when he, I mean, when he said God is spirit, that's what God is, spirit. When we, when we say uh, Elohim or Adonai or uh, El Shaddai and so on and so forth, those are the attributes of, of the spirit. But that's not the, or, or how can I put it? I'm looking for the right phrase here. That's not the what, the what. That's just uh, uh or it's, it's kind of like a marriage when when you get two that come together, the benefit may be to have a child, but that doesn't define what the marriage is right It's just an attribute of it so um i I mean I understand uh, to look at it that way, and then there was something else because i because I want us to stay stay clear to what the Bible says, because we have enough teachers 
so-called teachers out there and preachers who call God this, this, that, and the other. And I know it's it's something, it took me a while to stop saying it, and sometimes I still slip up and say it. And it's not about correcting anything or, or anything of that. But if we identify with John 4, um, can you can somebody turn to John, if they have their Bibles open, 4 and 24, um, where it talks about, you know, they that worship God must worship, well, God is spirit, and they that worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. So if God is spirit, then how then can we call God a he or a she? Because there is neither male nor female when it comes to the spirit realm. So God couldn't be a he and God couldn't be a she. Not when we're dealing with the spirit realm. But if we, like what you said, bring it to the earth realm, well, one of y'all said it, I don't remember, then yes, I think it was you, Sister Anne, um, then yes, then we can use he or she, but it still does not identify what God is by saying that. I think it lessens what God is. Like, like me and you were talking the other day, Sister Anne, that, that keeps God tied to the earth realm, Correct. So, um, yeah, but I want to hear some more about um, when you when you got to talking about um, what was the part that you just said? Because I made a note here, but my brain went to running off in other directions. Um, Don't laugh. (laughs) Um, But it's just so much different things that I'm going to come back to it and pick up where. I rem- so I can remember what you said. What do uh, Barb? Do you have something to add to this about what God is? Um, oh, consuming fire. Yes. Who was that said, said? Mentioned something said about that, the fire. Consuming fire. He, okay. did. he did. Okay. He did. Mm-hmm. Because I wrote it when he spoke. Yes. We we gonna need some elaborations on that. Yeah. Consuming fire. Oh, love. Yeah. You got something else yeah, you want to add? Is love. God said he was still in, uh, he's the word. Um, I was reading uh, just of that. He's John 14 and 6. Um, he was, you know, truth, the life, the way. Uh, what is God? The life of what? The way to where? Uh, See, those all set up questions when we, when we start saying, because that's what the Bible is. The Bible is a coded book. Yes. And if you don't understand the codes that jar a question, then you'll simply leave it at God is the word. Well, what word? Right. What are you speaking? Because we use words all the time. So we, I'm just saying, you know, just, you, you, you know, what, we, we, we have to identify what we're talking about so we're not continuously being led astray by people who don't know where they're going themselves because they're just regurgitating what they have learned in the cemetery school, I mean, seminary schools and, and, and um, in, in, in the churches and, and so on and so forth that, you know, we, we just keep on saying the same thing over yeah, and over again. What is the way? What is the life? What life? What is life? You know, that... Sorry? I just said yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so these are quest- These are things that we can't just... It's, it's not a, a closed 
It's not a period there, even though the translator put a period after saying that. No, there is no periods there. That's just like us putting God in a box. You can't put God in a box. You know? He's spirit. He's spirit. So, we, right. You, uh, another, somebody, who was that? Which one of the two of you mentioned about uh, spirit? What, what is spirit? Breath. Is That was you, sister. And that's what, okay, yeah, we're getting back yeah. to it. Thank you, spirit. Breath. So, if, if God is spirit and spirit is breath, or better known as chi, you know, um, some may call it or prana, which is all still the same. It just depends on what language and what culture you were raised and brought up in, but it's all the same. So if, mm-hmm. if God is spirit, chi or energy, that which is in motion, that which quickens, because you talk about it, the only thing can quicken is spirit, not a physical being. So that proves to, that identifies to me, I don't know about nobody else, that God couldn't be a he, couldn't be after a gender, because a gender could not do these things. Right. So, uh, I, it's it's just me. Don't let me um seem like I'm taking the floor because that's not that. It's just I like to bring it out because the listeners going to say, well, yeah, what is God? Well, I've been taught, you know, God was a he, this, that, and the other. Think about the passage of scripture that says, because we try to try tie God to being a gender, um, but which identifies with a physical body. And I know somebody saying, well, Jesus is God. No, Jesus is not God. No, he isn't. Right. Correct. Um, and that's clear. But whether you choose, or somebody choose to do so, that's their problem. Jesus made it clear that, that he was the son of God. And, and just yes, like our children that we gave birth to, they can then call themselves us when we are not present. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're representing the whole of who I am. I am Latara is what my children can say. Right. Because I'm not there, but when I'm there, they will point to who I am. That's it. You know? Um, and I like that. I am. <laughs> you know, so but the scripture says neither that um flesh will not glory in the presence of God. Right. So then how then can we keep saying, I know some of us, because like I say, I've been, I've, I've been at this for a while of stop calling God a he or a she. And sometimes it does slip um, out um, because it takes a moment to do the mental transitioning, you know, of coming out of the old and into the right frame of mind to understand and be in alignment with what, if we're going to say the scriptures is saying. Or better yet, as I put it, the cold book. So, yeah. Um, no, no flesh can gl- glory there. God is spirit. And the attributes would be love, would be joy, would be peace, would be all of these other things, being Adonai and El Shaddai and Elohim and so on and so forth. Um, those are all attributes. That's not, those aren't even God's name. You know, it's just, it means an attribute of what something, uh, what can be done, what it literally means. Well, anybody got anything else to add to that? No, we're going to move on to something else. You want to add something, Barb? Uh, 
or Neil? I just had the scripture. Here. Okay, what you got? It says Romans 1 and 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, mm -hmm. have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Mm -hmm. So his invisible attributes. Mm-hmm. Namely, his eternal power and divine nature mm -hmm. have been clearly perceived. I mean, we you can't separate him from you. Mm -hmm. And that takes us to our next question then <laughs> like a setup <laughs> where is God is the next question look at that set us up didn't it and tell us uh, can you tell us where can we find God is God up in the sky like we've been taught or is God uh 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 um uh, I don't know, sitting only in the church on, on, on the days where they go for quote-unquote service? Uh, is God in a box that we keep underneath the bed? Uh, or is God just in the, you know, just the, the, the Bible that we keep on the shelf or wherever? Where is God? Does the Bible tell us exactly where we can find God? Well, right now God is sitting at, on Hendricks in Detroit. And he's sitting on in Texas on the phone, and he's sitting. Uh, I don't know where. Uh, the everybody the other two people they're are. here in Texas. Mm -hmm. where, wherever you're sitting, that's where he's sitting. Come on. Um, yes. Wherever you're sitting at, that's where he's sitting. Yes. And, and I use the word he because that's just I don't always you. Mm -hmm. um, but where, wherever you're sitting, that's that's where he is. Um, there is no specific place because here's the thing if you had to limit him to one place then he he would not be able to be everywhere so that means Correct. something in the earth will go lacking because he's got to be confined to a space Correct. so he he's he's wherever we are that's where he is mm -hmm. um that that means if you in the bathroom at this moment guess what he in the bathroom um he is not uh limited by time and space and and constraints and I'll thank God that he is not limited to the Bible and that he's not limited to the church. Because um, if he was limited to those four walls, then, then we'd really be in trouble. But he is he is everywhere we are. Um, we, care, we are him. We carry him. We are his, just like the example that you gave earlier. My children are me. Mm -hmm. And when you see them, you see me. Be it you see them in their in their physical characteristics because they look like me, or be it you see them and sometimes if you catch them at the right time they sound like me. Um, they are me, even though they are an extension of me. Mm -hmm. They are me. So where is he? Where can we find him? He's on the phone right now. Mm -hmm. um, he's on this podcast. Um, he, he's he's here. Um, he's not some distant. Or we have to look up to the heavens and the skies and. No, 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 no. Um, and I'm thankful that he's not there because, you know, I'd be in a whole lot of trouble if he was. Um, <laughs> boy, oh boy, would I be in trouble. 
but he is us. He is in us. He created us to be him, to be his feet and hands and whatever um, in this, this, this vessel and these little avatars that we have um, so that they could do some, you know, earthly work. We, we're just some little avatars, but we are him. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's right. Uh-huh. I, 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 you could use this, this example if God is the ocean and we're one drop out of that ocean, we're part of God. So God is everywhere, part of everything. There's no separation mm-hmm. us and Him. Uh, even if we don't believe, we still a part of God's creation, a part of who God, where he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think that he's, he's got an assignment for us all. And he comes out, sometimes he taps us on the shoulder and said, it's time, you know, he did with me anyway. <laughs> and uh, he was there all along. He was, he was mm-hmm. guiding me through situations and, and, uh, getting me out of certain situations and certain certain things, but he was all always there. Sometimes I thought I was special. I say, well, you know, God cares for me because he looked after me at such such time, but he looks after everybody. It's just that we had a desire to to know more of who he is because he, he's calling at different times. And yes. I believe, like, was that Ann? Yes. Uh-huh. Talk, I believe, yeah, he is a word. Because he has to be. <laughs> because, and I, I don't believe you can grasp where he is. I mean, grasp, you can't say one place. You can't grasp the the awesomeness of who God is. It's so, <laughs> uh, you just, I can't define <laughs> Can I add something? Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever been sitting somewhere and thinking about a person, and and then they just suddenly called, mm-hmm. that's the, your portion of God spiritually reaching out to that person, the, the spiritual part of God. So that's right. the connection of, of the entity going, hey, she calling you. And then they call back or they respond. So just that little piece in itself shows how big of a picture God is or, or, or the title that we call him God is or the, however we want to title it. But we're all pieces of, 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 of the one thing that we call God. We're all pieces. We're all part of that spirit. We're all uh, a, a part of, of, of the movement and the breath and the the, the, the sway, even the trees, when they sway, um, that's a part of him. And so it, it's, he is, it's, it's, I don't have to say how I say it. He is not in one place or another. Um, and like you said, he, he's, that drop of water is a, still a part of the ocean. Just because you put the water in the cup doesn't say it's not a part of the ocean. It just says this water has been put in the prison. It's in a cup. But it's mm-hmm. still a part of that full body of water. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and if you pour it back in, it will blend right back in like it was never taken out. Right. Um, even even if you put food coloring in it, eventually it will dilute because it's going to go back to its original format. 
Always a provoker. Pro, provoker. <laughs> uh, I, 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 that's just the teacher in me uh, to make you dig a little bit deeper. Um, and what keeps coming to me is still the question: Where is God? And answer: God is everywhere. But that still, we still haven't identified where God is, and the Bible tells us exactly where God is and we haven't gone to that to show because again there are people who are listening to us or will hear this podcast and gonna say yeah that's true all of that's good it is but it's still we still haven't identified where God is I'm gonna throw a couple scriptures out there maybe if y'all got your Bibles you can go look 
um, because I, I believe that we should point those who are using the Bible to the book so that when they come to people who's, who say, oh, I don't go to church, uh, I, I do this, this, that, and the other, they will have an understanding and not an understanding. Because to understand means you're standing, you're underneath something to keep you from knowing that what you're looking for is in you. And that takes me to uh, the, the, you know, the scripture, I believe that's, um, is that First John 4 and 4 where it talks about greater is he that is where? In me. Oh, okay. So the location of God is where? In us. In us, we are in Right, so that's why God can be everywhere at the same time, because it is a body that stretches all over the globe. Right. So God is in man. God isn't in the sky. Right. Unless we're up there on a plane or something. <laughs> but God is in man. Not you, we can't go outside praying, even to sit up here and pray, uh, like you looking up, then you have missed where God is. Because even in uh, Luke 17 and 21, it talks about the kingdom of God is in you, right? So, what is we even when who was that? Was it Nicodemus who came to Jesus and said, What can I do to be saved? Blah blah blah. Jesus said, Oh, well, you go do this, 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 that, and the other. He said, Oh, I've done that. And what was the remark that Jesus told him after he said he done went and done? He said, You're not far from the kingdom, right? So, when I read that, it. I was like, wait a minute. He done did all of this stuff, given to the poor. He done been doing this and doing that. And then was told, you're not far from the kingdom. Why? Because he still did not understand where the kingdom of God was. Right. And it was in him. We look for God outside of ourselves. We pray to God outside of ourselves. We do all of these things because we have been taught this from the church. That when we go to God, we, we, we talk to God like God isn't us. Correct, but he is us. Right. So that's why our prayers aren't being, aren't being answered. That's why it takes longer because you don't recognize who you are in the earth realm. And yet we have a comforter, but that's going to be another podcast. So we got to identify God is in man. The kingdom of God is within Within you. Mm -hmm. yes. Within you. And until you realize and ac accept that truth, you don't walk in power. You are stumbling over rocks mm -hmm. that someone has laid in your path to keep you from finding what you're looking for. We cannot look for God outside of ourselves. As a matter of fact, is that fine? I believe that. Is it Psalms 82 and 6 where... Um, where it talks about uh, 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 God says that the Bible says uh, I, have said, yeah, yeah, I have said that you ye are, ye gods, are God but all I'm, of you are children of the most high uh, so we, for, yeah. we forget who we are we forget who we are. That's why we have the comforter sent to us. Mm -hmm. The comforter uh, has been identified. 
Do, do y'all know what the uh, comforter has been identified as? The Bible tells us. The Holy Spirit was comforter. Mm hmm The Holy Spirit was the comforter. He was okay. the comforter. But, but, but what is it right? The Holy Spirit. And the word holy was added on, which comes from uh, the, the root, comes from the word holly, which is a, a type right. of tree. So that's where they put it together, but that's for a whole nother thing there. But just so we know, um, and ghosts, uh, I, we know that does not exist. It's just something that's there, but we say spirit. Okay. Cause we're still talking about God, but it is specific. The Bible is specific about what we're going to say. The Holy spirit is. We say a comforter, but, but it, what is it? Okay. okay, now I'm confused. You know, it don't take much for me. So okay. I, well, I got lost in the question. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let me just put it this way. We're looking for God outside of us. Yet we've been sent some help to help us find, so to speak, find, or shall I say, reconnect with God. That's what Jesus came here to do. But evidently it was over everybody's head. And even when they preach it, they still preach it where still, they still have people looking for, for God in, in, in all kinds of places. And, and it's kind of like the guy life Jennings when, when he sung the song, uh, uh, I forget what it was, but he was singing it to his grandmother saying, grandma, you need to get home. I need to talk to you because God ain't where you said I could find him. I've looked under the pillows on the cushions, on uh, underneath the cushions on the couch and God ain't there. Where you at grandma? I need to talk to you about this. We, we preach about telling people where to find God when we ourselves don't know where God is, which we identify God is in us. So we shouldn't be out here looking for God in the sky under a rock and in, in something this that and the other go within that's where you're gonna find God but if you're having a difficult time in accepting that God is in you and that you are God you are living God vicariously in the earth realm then you need to understand what the what the Holy Spirit is what its role is what is the comforter yeah the comforter for what to help you remember it's the rememberer that's what the Holy Spirit is uh, why does the church, uh, they pray for someone and like you say, they're thinking outside of themselves, but Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, when you pray, believe what you pray for, you receive what you pray for. Mm -hmm. Instead of down, if you pray, thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you for this healing in this body. I, I speak to myself a lot of when I'm sick. Okay, God. Thank you for my healing now. I'm coughing, but thank you for the healing now. And in a day or two, it's gone. Exactly. Or I, I'll speak to myself. Uh, it's a, a, a mantra, I guess you'd say. Uh, every day, every way, I'm getting better and better. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm yes. wealthy. I'm wise, mm -hmm. but I'm telling myself that I have something God has given me and I already have it. I'm not waiting for it. Mm -hmm. I have it now. I have to confess that I have it now. And that, that's helped me a lot. I think that's why I, I don't get sick a lot because I, I confess that I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. And I confess that I'm wealthy. Mm -hmm. 
which is, it has happened because I'm wealthy and in my health and my, you know, my mind. Mm-hmm. And gone yet. I'm probably older than you guys. But, uh. No, you, you, you're good. But what was your, what was your question though about, you said about why does the church, what was the question again? Uh, well, the church, it, it seems like when you pray, you're praying outside of yourself. Like God is somewhere far off that you're praying. They don't believe that it's in you. Even though the what script, I'm saying, yes, you, they, they yes, cause you to look outside yourself. And it's like I had a, a friend, uh, his wife was dying of cancer. And I said, uh, I said, do you think she can be healed? And I just, he said, no, I don't think there's any hope. In other words, he, he had gave up hope and just saying, well, this sickness is going to take her out. Not oh. believing that he can pray himself and turn the thing around. And so I, 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 told, I didn't tell him, but I said, I'm going to pray and believe. If you, if you can't, I am. Mm. So, you know, and she did die, but she lasted, oh, man, she lasted two years with stage four cancer. Mm. And and uh, we we prayed with uh, one of my cousins. We she was in the hospital, and they thought that she was gonna die. And uh, we walked into the bedroom, the hospital room. The lights were down. Everybody was sad, and and you know, I just expecting her to die. But my wife and I just came from a prison, and we said, "Turn the lights on." Mm-hmm. You know, it, turn you know, the lights on. Turn the lights on. We started praying. Everybody in the room got on board. They said, yeah, yeah, God is going to do it. And she lived two years with that cancer. I think she had stage four. But, you know, you have to confess something with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes go beyond what it looks like. But the church doesn't do that. It, it does the opposite. It says, well, maybe, maybe there's a chance. You know, or 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 what they pray is if it be God's will. Do you do do you do you do you know the damage that that does to the psyche Mm -hmm. or to the subconscious mind? Those words alone destroy you. First of all, because Mm -hmm. those kind of individuals you need to run quickly away from or never let them be in your presence never ask them to 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 to, uh to pray for you if it be god's will so the moment they put an if that tells you they're the ones who don't have the faith to stand with you don't go to them kind of people you 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 you, 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 exactly you have to go to those who know what the will of god is Keep in mind, you're God vicariously in the earth realm. So if you don't know what your own will is on this matter, then step aside for somebody who knows what their will is to join in forces with the other gods that are praying for this situation. That, that it, it just behooves me uh, of the ignorance that we hear come from the pulpit or whatever, the church period from from. from Christians, I'm like, do do you, you just gonna speak? Do if it be God's will? No, you have the will. You you just tell me you don't want to pray. Right. 
You don't want to stand in agreement with me. But then you also have to have the wisdom if you don't, uh, or how do I put this? If you don't, excuse me, have enough faith in yourself to stand in agreement with that person, then use the words even the Bible says. The Bible even says, according to thy faith. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, exactly, I can then say, according to your faith. See, then I took the burden off of me, so to speak, and joined yours. Right. I'll stand on your faith for this situation with you. But you know, um, Amos 3 and 3 talks about how can two walk together unless they agree. Uh-huh. Um, that comes when it prayer. comes down to prayer mm-hmm. and praying with people, there, there's that little fine line of agreement. Mm-hmm. And when you have people praying for you, if you, I've always said in my life, if you're not agreeing with me, you'll get me. Uh, there you go. Um, so if, if I'm praying for you know to be healed and you over here talking about if it be I will or it might not be God's place on what what else did they say? It might not be God's will to heal you on this side. You oh, his time. You go right on over there. Oh, you go okay. on over, get up, leave me alone. Go those, on over there. <laughs> yeah, those are the uh the, the Lazarus dressers. <laughs> That's yeah, what I call them. I don't need no dressing. I'm doing pretty good by myself. Stay, stay over there. So I, I, I think it, it one I think it comes down to bad teaching. Uh-huh. I think it comes back because the Bible talks about when, when Jesus was kind of a little irritated. He was talking about, you've been with me all this time, and you mean to tell me you can't get this done? Exactly. So, And that's just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's the lack of faith. Mm-hmm. And most times it's the lack of, because we haven't been taught the power that we harness or the authority that we've been given. Yes. Or the power that we've been given. We go out here like little powerless uh individual thinking we don't have no power so so that we don't look bad we throw in the b clause of well it may it should be your will no 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 player no that's not how this goes Mm -hmm. so uh, it's bad teaching it's the lack of belief it's the lack of knowledge from internal Mm -hmm. um and it's also the 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 lack of trust in what god has put in you um most times most of our 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 bad prayers come from a place of disbelief within what's been put in us. Mm-hmm. Or from believing, period. Because remember, the word yep. believe or believing just means to not know. Mm-hmm. And yet, mm-hmm. they run around calling themselves believers. Mm-hmm. And they are because they don't know what mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. So you you are absolutely right. Didn't mean to cut you off, but you are absolutely right. The, the, the teaching has caused people... Uh, uh, to curse themselves and they have no idea of why they're not getting out of their situation. But then we have to remember, just like in when one who studies the law, it tells us, um, and I'm not talking about when I say study the law, I'm not talking about the Bible with that, but one who studies the law, the judicial system and so on and so forth, it clearly says, says, Ignorance of the law is no excuse. That equates to the scripture that says, study to show yourself approved. See, the problem mm-hmm. is we're too busy deter- waiting on preachers and so, so on with their charismatic selves to, to teach us something or tell us something, and we won't search it out 
to find it out for ourselves. Or if they do, they just looking in the Bible. I t like I share with everybody. If you want to really know what the Bible says, pick up something that is contrary to the book you're reading and you're studying right. in. And then you will know what you're actually learning because now you have something to compare it to. But if I have two positive batteries and, and, and I mean, if I have two positives, I'm not going to get anything because two positives can't produce the, the currency that I need. Even a wall socket you is male and, and, and I mean, it's female. And then the plug itself is male. It has to right. have something. You have a, a negative and a positive. That's how you are to govern your life with the negative and the positive because they give you the results that you need. When you put a plug into a socket, you get what? A currency. You get something that gives you power. And we got a bunch of powerless people walking in the earth realm, calling themselves Christians and who hollering they are saved and they are not. And I can tell them concrete, concretely to their face. Nobody on the planet is saved because the book even says what you shall be. Didn't say that you were and then told you to go work out your salvation. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Anyway, Bob, you got something you want to add? Uh, I just was looking at 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 19 and 20. It said, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, mm -hmm. which ye have of God, mm -hmm. and ye are not your own? Mm. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Glorify God where? In your body mm. and in your spirit, mm. which are God's. It mm. belongs to him. He gave it to you. That's where you glorify him at. So reading that again, it said, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Mm. So in other words, God, God took a creation. It created so that it could put itself in it to live as a human being in the earth realm. God, that's why the scripture that says, uh, I believe it's in Psalms. It says, lo, if you make your bed in hell, where I am there. <laughs> why? Because God is in you. That's it. So, 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 how do you glorify him in your body? I mean, we say that, but do we really know what it means? Well, to glorify, okay, this is just my understanding of glorifying God in the body is recognizing what is on the inside of you. Okay. When you recognize where God is, you're going to walk around with a whole different attitude because now God ain't up in the sky no more. You carrying God, which is you, but the inward man everywhere you go. That's why you... you hmm? So that's the understanding, knowing that he is within you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
See, right. until then, people only have understanding. They need to get the understanding so they can have an overstanding of all things. That that equates to the scriptures that says, um, uh, hold on. It's in, um, is it, uh, 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 hold on. Habakkuk 2 and 2. Right well, division. Uh, well, no, 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 not that one. It's... Uh, no, that one is right division, but uh, no, the scripture that talks about um, hearing the um, conclusion of the whole matter. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Ecclesiastics. Okay. Uh, 11, actually, 11.22. Okay, so uh, Ecclesiastics, hold on, we're going to get there, because the problem is we have people who are just hearing just a little bit and running uh, what, okay, Ecclesiastes, and running with it, thinking that they have the whole. 12 and 13. How much? I mean, what you say? 12 and 13. Huh, yeah, that's one, one of my favorite scriptures. Okay, read it for me, because I, um, I, 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 I must be back too far. Ecclesiastes, I am. Proverbs, come on, Ecclesiastes. There we go. Ecclesiastes 11 and who? 12 and 13. 12 and 13. Oh, 12. Ecclesi Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Oh, okay, yes. 12 Every and 13. Every work with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get it. Every work with it. Get judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Exactly. So, we, we, we don't want, we only want to, we don't want to hear the conclusion of the whole matter. We just need a little bit that we've been taught and we run with it. And that's how we end up making, uh, uh, poor choices and, I, and, and decisions is because we don't have the conclusion of a thing. Sometimes you got to step back and just look at it. Don't even move, mm -hmm. you know, right. but so when you, we, we need an overstanding, the conclusion of the whole matter is the overstanding. So then we 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 got it all. We like, oh, so that's what this is about. But right. we're not being taught to go within. We're not we don't even know how to commune with God. That's why when you and and I know I spent um uh, clearly almost 30 years, you know, doing ministry. Um traveling the globe and it just I sit back and it just trips me out that we're so caught up in personalities and, and what they're saying and pr prophets and so-called prophets and teachers and whatever they want to label themselves as and, and be glorified by when clearly everything that they're telling you is of the, uh, of the flesh, of the natural, of the physical realm. You don't see them. That's what, that's what makes money. Yeah, that's true. And people, and people are, that's what makes money. And they're so quick to give it away. But yet, when someone comes along like one of us to try and educate them, they don't want to hear that because, oh, we speak in a taboo. Or, oh, we're going against the man and woman of God. No, everything I tell you, I can take you to the book. I can unlock the codes for you. Trust me. Right. That's why I'm not running around here screaming and talking about Joshua got a, got a father and his name is son uh, is none. That's foolishness and ignorance. 
And that, right. and I sit up here and like, clearly all these preachers around here who are preaching, um, talking about they learn uh, the Hebrew and the Greek and Latin and all of this and yet and still don't know the Hebrew or the Greek or the Latin alphabet to know the difference. Mm. Right. You confusing people. That's when the Bible talks about in Isaiah calling them dumb, greedy, greedy dogs. You have scattered the sheep. Mm-hmm. You feeding them foolishness. You want to keep them as a member of your personal game instead of having them to identify who they are, what they are, why they're here for them to fulfill their purpose. You can't point them to that path. Anyway, moving right along. You know, I had a, I had a, 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 a gentleman that I knew some years ago and he made the comment. He said, if you want to be rich, if you ever want to be rich, just go be a preacher. Yep. I've heard that mm-hmm. all and throughout said, Africa. Mm-hmm. It's easy money. Mm-hmm. He said, because when you tap into, all you have to do is get them excited and, and, and give them a little bit of Bible just enough to get, keep them excited and they'll mm-hmm. open up their wallet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, emotion, a lot of what is being taught and uh, relayed, especially during this day and time, is 100% emotion-based. Yep. Um, it, it doesn't have a foundation. It doesn't have any roots. Um, it, it doesn't have any nourishment system. Um, we are 100%. A lot of the people that are teaching are giving out cupcakes. There's <laughs> no milk, no meat. It's all cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's things that entertain. Mm-hmm. And we, when you think of how much money the, the, church that we know of today stands on entertainment, um, making sure they have the best choirs, making sure they have the best musicians, making sure they have... You don't need uh, a subscription fact, nowhere else. No, praise <laughs> and worship out is longer than the word. You see? Um, what word? It's longer than the teaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's longer than their speaking. It's, 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 it's all the praise and worship, the musicians, the, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm not because I'm a praise dancer. Mm-hmm. It's the praise dancer, the mind ministry, all of the entertainment aspects um, are more so glorified than people actually learning. Because I'm of this mindset. By this point in time, we should be walking on water. Right. Uh, by this point in time, we should be able to walk past, you know, the, the, the six, per- six parts of the hospital and they just get up. We shouldn't even um, have hospitals. No, we, we shouldn't, shouldn't even, even have, have them. There's, and from my personal opinion, there is no reason why any religious entity should be uh, advertising for the funeral home. I know it's a part of life. I know it means it's somebody is a job, and I know there's some wonderful people to do it. Mm-hmm. But for us to sit and speak life, and then you fan it with a funeral home fan, come on, is to me is an issue because it's an unspoken life sentence. Um, there, there are so many things that we do out of habit that are directly affecting our quality of life, but it's because we don't know. The Bible even says that where my people perish for lack of knowledge, 
We, right. are, we are literally out here with as my kids in these streets <laughs> dying because of what we don't know, because of what we don't know that we're saying. It's like you have churches that teach, we're, I'm just filthy way. No, I'm not. Right. <laughs> See, the no, church going to keep you tied up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you, the background of what that filthy rag was. No, no, I'm not. Uh-uh. Um, or you, you, you tell them, we all got to die at some point. No. No, no. you don't. No, you don't. No. No, no, no. no. Can, That's no. something we going to talk on later, too. You can you translate. You can move yourself. Well, we're going to talk about that thing dying in a later po- podcast because, see, that's a lie in and of itself right there. Correct. Hmm. Yep. Uh, no, that's not it. Yep, but you are you are absolutely correct. Mm. The, 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 if if people really sat down while they're in the church, really just sit there and um, listen to really just open up their spiritual ears and their heart, they will hear what is actually being said versus what they're being told. Mm-hmm. And they will learn that a whole lot of stuff is off. Mm-hmm. And I refuse mm-hmm. to sit in the midst of so-called people for somebody to preach to me that does not have my spiritual well-being mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. They have my physical pocket in mind with the message that they're delivering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So dependent, mm-hmm. dependent. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I remember uh, and this is a whole other subject. And I'm gonna let uh, Barb say what she's gonna say. I, I remember when I used to uh, tithe. Oh man, I was a big tither, and, and I was even a greater giver because I was one who believed that your tithe, your your giving. Your yeah, your gift, your giving should be greater than your tithe. So if my tithing was a hundred and twenty dollars, my offering was going to at least be a hundred and thirty or better, because I believe, because you know, I took in the mindset that tithing was mandatory uh, for everybody. You know, at that particular time, because that's the way it was preached even though that's not what the Bible says. But anyway, that's how they scare you. Um, <laughs> so I fell for the okie doke And I started having financial problems left and right. And I remember when, when Spirit um, said to me, because that then I was still dealing with Spirit being outside of me. Um, so my mind was like, oh, Spirit said to me, is this where I told you to put your money? I told you to go help the people. I didn't tell you to sow in here. So when I stopped, so I stopped tithing and went back to what I had been doing since I was a teenager, giving money to physical people. And the money would, my money would just keep coming in. It, I always had abundance. I always lived in abundance. My cabinets never were empty. I would have two and three cars at one time. No, and I can't drive but one. You know, I never was in lack of anything. Everything was paid. But then I went back to, because I felt, felt guilty listening to, oh, you're going to be cursed with a curse. 
No, I'm preaching. That's to you. So I went back to tithing again, and it it the well dried up again. And I found a letter my daughter wrote to God saying, "God help us. We're poor." What? Oh wow! I still have that letter to this day. But nobody, most people don't want to go over there and read in Deuteronomy 14 verses 22 through 26 to tell you what true. Uh, tithing is. And people want to say, oh, well, you know, that was for back then. Nowadays, we, we change it over this, that. No. See, you trying to change the order of what God wants. God don't want the money. God wants your time. And how you do it is breaking bread. That's what uh, Deuteronomy 14, 22 through 26 talks about. The true tithing. And, it's a meal. And, uh, oh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, there's a scripture, I believe, it's in Psalms, uh, where is it, where he says, if you, if I thought you wanted my money, I'd give it to you, but you don't want my money. Mm. You want me. Mm. It, it's, it's very clear. The, it, the scripture says, if I thought you wanted my money, if, if I thought, it, I'd give it to you. You can have it all, but that's not what you want. You want me. Mm -hmm. we, we, we get so caught up on the economics of the thing, and, and economics is just an energy. Mm -hmm. It's just a current. It's literally what you said. It's a current. It's a, uh, so when you give it to another person, what you do is you open up that stream and that current so it can flow versus it going into a vat and becoming stagnant. Yes. And, you know, anytime you have stagnant water, it creates uh, critters and disease and, and, and it, it makes a mess. Uh, we, 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 you know, God is not sitting up there broke waiting on our money. It's not how to go. And we say God is abundant. Uh, and God owns God owns the earth and, and the uh, 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 the hill. At, uh, and what are we? Yeah, we say all of that, but yet it's, everybody it's, got it's their like, hand out for what, right. what you have. It's just like you know, you're saying it, but you don't believe it. It's like everything is a fantasy. Like you're living in a fantasy. It's, it's got to become a part of you. Mm -hmm. The thing has got to come real. It's got to be a part of you. It is who you are, but you haven't stood up and took your rightful place. It's like he said, uh, what, uh, what's his name when he was making him, and uh, he said, why would you, uh, he said, wait a minute. He said, put the, put a, uh, put a ring on his finger and the oh, robe the on it, mm, and he got his son, and he was happy to see him, but he the rolled prodigal him. prodigal son. Yeah, he rolled him and everything, put him right back where he should be. Exactly. But, but that's the way we are. We are his. Do what he do. Let me see you put your hand through that wall. Come on now. Don't play. Don't put your hand through it. What I mean is, we don't want to get to that. No, no, no. I'm talking about people. They don't want to. No, they don't. Okay, you see that water? The water will answer to you. You see fire? It will set a bush to fire for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, God. But you know what? Come on, God. God's. God. God. You hear me? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Come on, God. You know why, right? You know why, right? What's that? Because money is easy. Oh yeah, and people are That's willing to throw part. it away. They... It's easy. It don't cost you really nothing. Mm -hmm. You well, don't sacrifice nothing. You you just give us the money away. Well, now, the hard when you do what you mm -hmm. were created, what you were, what you were created to do. That's what they're trying to stop. That's why they don't want you to go within. Right. To meet God. 
face to face. Every inside of you. Yeah. Because if you didn't meet him, you would leave the the, the group or the church or the congregation because. If, if you were for God, you'd be out doing some God's work. You, know? you see? Come on now. You'd be out here raising the dead. Come on. And that's both literally and spiritually. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> I used to have the, the saying that the church is having church and the neighborhood is on fire. And they look out and see it and they say, oh, we'll, we'll go out to church and see what we can do. Right. Everything is burning up, but you have in church. Mm-hmm. Uh -uh. So they think. That's what they call yeah. it. Mm -mm. They, you know, you had a concert. Mm-hmm. Being led astray. Uh, run amok, as they say. Being hoodwinked, bamboozled, swindled. <laughs> all in the name. We're laughing, but it's the truth. All in the name of Jesus. God. Now, it, 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 go ahead. John 14 and 12, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, mm -hmm. the works that I do, shall he do also. also. And greater works than these shall, shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, the thing that always stood out with me in this is I ain't seen nobody do nothing. <laughs> Now wait though, that's scripture Sorry. saying clearly. Clearly. Did, did you see me throw my handkerchief? Did you see me throw my handkerchief back? <laughs> we ain't did nothing. When he told Peter, when Peter was walking on that water, what did he say? What did he say to Peter? Why did you wait? Why did you doubt me? If you'd have kept your head, you know you could do this. This is a part of you. Mm -hmm. This is who you are. Walk on the water, Peter. You got that power come in on. you. He told him, come on. Look. What you say? You, you, you got he that. Said, come on. Yes. Yes. Everybody has that power within you. And those who have built the structure today of religion did it so that they will keep you focused on everything on this earthly plane yep. that you'll be so earthly minded that truly you yep. are no spiritually good. Mm -hmm. I know some people said the other way around, but today it's you're so earthly minded <laughs> that you're no spiritually good. No when I try to tell people and show people the power of healing in their hands and how to wow. activate it. Mm -hmm. And they look at me and get freaked out when they feel that power running mm -hmm. through their own hands. I'll be like, see, you got the power to heal yourself. You just got to know how to activate it. That's it. You, they they don't want you to tap into the greater work or the greater calling. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you do a little bit of what Jesus did, but the mm -hmm. moment you do more than the prototype, yeah. Like the prototype told you you was going to do? Yes. Then that's when they want to start calling you witches and warlocks and, and practicing this, this, that, and the other. But yet they don't even, they don't want to go do the etymological uh, meaning, uh, find the etymological meaning of those words and find out all it means is just supernatural power. Hey. Look, I am a powerful being that walks the earth. Yes. I'm beyond human. Yes, I am that I am. You just see what is called human, but if you look at black law dictionary the word human actually means monster mm. 
Yeah. So I'm a spirit being and you don't want me to be a spirit being. You want me to behave like an animal, like a monster. You want me to stay, excuse me. You want me to stay in fight, flight, and freeze mode. You want me to operate from my lowest brain. You don't want me to walk. You don't want me to operate from my frontal lobe. You don't want me to show you that it is fully developed. You want to keep me in the low mind. Yes. Nah. There was a there was a movie some many many years ago called Cocoon. Yeah. I remember that one. The premise of the movie was there were these spirit beings that had come to Earth. And the movie never really did say that they were aliens or whatever, anything of that nature. It just said it was spirit beings. Mm-hmm. And as long as they were encased in the flesh body, they were very limited on what they could do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they were very limited on what they could perform, what they could uh, initiate. But when they were alone by themselves, hmm. they would unzip those the, bodies. The earth suit. And the spirit being would come out, and with that, they could heal people, they could make people better, they could uh, uh, do all kind of wonderful things. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yes. the moment they put that earth suit back on, it's weight. back to limitations. It's, it's down. And, and so <laughs> are we. As long as we are determined to, to keep carrying the weight mentally and spiritually of the earth suit, and not really tapping into the spirit because we are spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know that? The moment you 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 expire, your earth suit, the machine stops yes. working. Your spirit exits the machine. Exactly. Like, well, it ain't working no more. Ain't no supposed to be staying here. Exactly. But when we tap into the spirit being, mm-hmm. we are able to do those things. It's in those moments when we are spirit that we can speak into a person's life and see what's going on and mm-hmm. respond and give instruction on how to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not these prophets that you, you're going to get a car in the house. That's not even what That's prophecy not, That don't mean nothing. Um, That's not nothing. Nothing. But the real prophecy is being able to see where you are mm-hmm. and tell you how to go where you're going and how to correct what's wrong now. You That's see? Right. So... We, we don't even know what true prophecy is, but that comes into time with being one with your spirit or one with God that Thyself. dwells in you. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you haven't did anything inside. You haven't went inside. No one has nope. went inside and did what they're supposed to do Mm-mm. in the inside. Everything you need is inside of you. You have it all, but you haven't tapped it. Haven't even went inside. Don't know how to go inside. Exactly. All out of court ministry. Mm-hmm. You never know what's inside you till you try that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Step on the outside. Yes. See, you can move what the church is saying, but if you step outside of that, and say, for instance, you pray for someone, or you you, uh, you give to someone, you see, and God blesses you, you see a, a return on what you invested. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just go along with the way the system and they never step outside that realm to find out what God really can do. Mm-hmm. They're afraid. Yeah, they're afraid. Being radical for God. That's the way I, I looked at myself because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I say, well, I'm going to prison ministry, and people say, you better be careful. <laughs> you better watch out. I'm like, what, what, what I got? God, I got the spirit. I, you know, what What I got to be afraid of? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and 
I, I realized when I got in prison, I, I was afraid. I was I was there because I was joyful that they were hearing a word of God that they would set them free. Right. Set me free mm-hmm. from religion. And you step into it, and I tell people, try prison ministry or try something different. Mm-hmm. Get outside mm-hmm. of the walls of the church and see what God can. You can't operate when you just do the same thing. Every every Sunday, you look at the same people. You get upset with people because you look at them so long. You're in the boat with the same people every Sunday, <laughs> and, uh-huh. and you get tired of seeing them. Mm-hmm. You rehashing. Yeah, yeah you got to step outside of the where God is and put His word to work. And I'm going to like this thing. The people don't people don't accept the word as being alive. They don't um, have the understanding that it is alive, that it Correct. quickens. They only believe that it is. That's just like most people only believe in Jesus or believe in mm-hmm. God, but don't have a, a, a understanding of what Jesus represent or what God is and their relationship to God. Um, we, we know Jesus was a prototype. He wasn't the right. only son. It, right. A, right. A blueprint. Prototype. Right. It, it's just something that is, it's the energy and what you're supposed to look at and say, oh, so that's how. Can to show you how to do something? Yes. Like a parent does a child, mm-hmm. so to speak. Or a big sibling does with the younger sibling. You know, it, it is is that that type of relationship. But we didn't turn around and, and we, we didn't turn Jesus uh we into sure, a God. We sure did. And Jesus Crazy. said that that's not even what I asked for. I told you only the Father seeketh such to worship him in spirit and in truth, not me. That's what he told. Him. Don't 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 uh, uh, even the angels say, "Look at here, ah ah ah!" Don't you bow down to me? That's it. So we we have taken the book and changed it to something that we want, and all mm-hmm. man wants is for his ego to be stroked. Mm-hmm. Want his ego stroke? Want to, his ego to be lifted mm-hmm. up? He wants to be worship at all costs look at me i'm god chest stuck out yeah. this that and the other and then next thing you know you hearing they didn't uh, uh uh drop dead or had a heart attack or a stroke and all of this why because you couldn't handle that type of worship that's it it became an overload to you <laughs> calling you here there now you all tired no this is what you wanted ain't it you wanted to be god to the people instead of showing them that they god to themselves come on speak the truth so you know it's it's sad but you know it is what it is and this takes me to my next question what is the difference between religion and spirituality and there is uh, well, before I go, before we go there, we were talking about something, and 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 uh, this scripture came to me in Revelations chapter five, and this I this helped you to 
understand also about who you are. Well, about your power, because we were talking about the power. What's in you? Revelations chapter 5 verse 1 says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. The Bible calls us a living epistle, a book. Yes. Yes. We are in the right hand, as they put it, if we're going to go from it from a religious standpoint, in the right hand of God, which actually just simply means we're in a seat of power. Mm. And so how we identify here says that you, you, it's, it's God, uh, this book was written on the inside. That means you got something in, in you. And, the out, and on the back side, which is this avatar that we're in, it talks about these seven seals. These seven seals represent the seven chakras. Anybody who studied esoteric knowledge knows when they're dealing with with, with the seven chakras, the chakra sits outside of the body, but is seen via the backside of the body. Who can open the seals? Nobody but the Christ. And you have to raise the Christ from the dead to get your power. Because each wheel is spinning. Each seal, excuse me, uh, chakra seal is just an energy in motion. We, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what we really have. And so you sit up here and you walk around without your spirit man being balanced. That's why the fat man, well, I said the fat man. <laughs> That's why the outer man is a fat man because your chakras are off balance. Your body is carrying on too much weight because the spirit man is not functioning the way it should. When you are in spiritual shape, you are also in physical shape. Right. So, uh-uh. We, 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 we have to stop looking at everything as though it's scary or it's taboo and it ain't in the Bible. Here we go right here. These seven, seven chakras, the seven seals of God, the seven bowls of God, the seven uh, uh, spirits of God. All of that's talking about these what? Chakras. Right. Why you think Jesus spent so much time over in Asia learning about all of this? Right. But we don't want to go, we ain't gonna go there. So let, let us let's I digress and let us go to what is the difference between religion and spirituality. First scripture that came to my mind was James 1 and 27 talks about true religion. And it tells you right there what all it is visiting the widow and blah 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 right yes yeah but we see over in i believe it is in ephesians so we 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 we, we know what religion is because that's what they matter of fact that's that's what most uh missionaries in the churches today that's what they do they run around to the hospitals and cleaning up houses, baking. Well, I don't know if they're still doing it now, but when uh, I was back in ministry. Wait a minute, baking? Baking, cook, cook, cooking. They would be cooking for them. Oh, yeah, they used to do it. Your cooking. They used to do some cooking, honey. Yeah, back in the day. Chicken dinners and all that. I, that was way back. You know, you know I'm, I'm a 60s baby, so we go back a long way. But 
that's what they used to do in the 70s. Oh, we need to cook so-and-so for her children because she, you know, she just had that baby, blah, blah, blah. That was called missionary work and all of that. You're going to clean up the houses and stuff, it, all of that kind of crazy foolishness. Mm -hmm. And you want to call that, you know, uh, um, listen, <laughs> calm down. But let's, <laughs> but then, so that's religion. That's what religion teaches you that's what religion talks about but notice what ephesians uh 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 wait a minute no not ephesians hold on all right galatians that's what it is but notice what galatians uh galatians uh six and one talks about what spirituality is it says, um, brethren, if if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, uh -huh. restore such, such and one in the spirit of meekness, considering who? Thyself. Yeah. Lest yeah. thou also be tempted. In other words, religion can't help you restore nobody. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Spirituality is the only thing that brings about restoration. And it is the very thing today that most Christians do not have an understanding of. Right. They actually think, or better yet, they actually believe because they don't know that religion is spirituality. Right. And here the book tells us the difference between religion and spirituality. Right. Religion can't restore nothing, but spirituality, it surely can. And people think, well, they're all the same. No, they're not. And don't look up the definition of it. What you need to do is go find the etymological reading, uh, I mean, definition of the word. And you'll find out they're long separated. Because the word religion actually means to be held back, to make retard. Mm. So, what, what was that? Uh, the Bible talks about true religion. I heard you mention that. That's in um, First James one and twenty-seven, and uh, I mean that's in James. I said First James. That's in James one and twenty-seven. It says pure religion and un um, undefiled before God hmm. and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and widows in their afflictions and to keep him unspotted from the world. Right. That's what religion is. Mm -hmm. But religion, you can... Notice it dealt with nothing but being stuff that pertained to the earth realm. Right. Visiting, Visiting the fatherless. Not saying that, that, that that's a bad thing. No, but we're trying to get people to understand you, the difference. Yes. Yeah. Of what religion is. Religion has its place. Right. And it is for though. It is an avenue. That many uh, will walk through. Because when they were born. The moment they come out of the womb. They didn't remember. What their purpose was. For coming to the earth. The memory is wiped away. But then there are some who are born. What we call today awake. But me. I say we are born remembering what we came here for. And we know that you, you got to have a purpose to be in the earth realm because 
Even Jesus couldn't come to the earth without a purpose. His purpose was, uh, God says, according to the story, uh, I need somebody who will go down for me to do X, Y, Z, and this, that, and the other. And Jesus said, look, here, listen to, he said, I'll go, hear my, I'll go. What did he say next? Prepare me a body. You can't come into this earth realm without a body. That is the vehicle in which the spirit has to inhabit to do the work that it will do in the earth realm. Right. So he came here. Uh, he did. As a matter of fact, can you tell me how many times that Jesus went to go visit the widows? Mm, no. I don't recall him going to visit the widow. Oh, okay. Uh, the fatherless. I, I don't. I, I don't. They, no, they can't. They don't care. They <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> trying to figure oh, out. okay. <laughs> see, they, they, they can't see him. They, they correct. Going, no. Right, because he came on a spiritual mission. Yeah. Not a mission of religion. That's right. There that, is that's a difference. That came. He was like, "Why are you touching me? <laughs> what? You, you see." What do you want? Your, the, the purposes are totally different. And like I say, they're good. Religion has its place, but its place is earthbound. It's to deal with earthly things. Yeah. It's for things that is in the 3D realm. And spirituality is those things that rep that deal with the fifth, the five D realm, spiritual things, dealing with things of a higher. Uh, uh, I, I hate to use the word, but calling, destiny, purpose, fulfillment. Not that you won't be fulfilled and helping, because I, I I did that service. I had to pass through the church because that was a part of my destiny of being in the earth realm. There were certain things that I was to learn in the church and once I got them I had to say bye to that schooling I had to go on I graduated from there I graduated from religion the more you remember uh, who you are and, and your purpose in the earth realm then you don't stick around in one place too long why because you're on a mission you on a mission and you got to accomplish it. That's why you didn't see Jesus hang around in too many spots too often. Right. Yeah, stuff to do. Exactly. And one city, one city he went to and he couldn't do anything. You see? Yeah. Oh, when he first went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his first miracle was turning water into wine. And his mother said, do whatever he tells you. That's all she said. She said, do what he tells you. I'm not even going to bother him. He's my son, but I'm not going to fool with him because I know something is different about him. She knew herself. The purpose. The purpose he came for. So she just told them, do what he said. Do and, whatever he tells And to turn in the water into wine, people have no clue. Water is earthbound wine or religion, and wine is spirit. We know it because when you go to buy your liquors, they tell you what all is there. Wine, beer, and spirits. Yeah. 
It is in that realm. It wine represents the lower realm. Well, I won't say the lower, but it's a lesser realm of uh, of spirituality than it is when you start in dealing with uh, a strong liquor that the Bible talks about. Yes. When you start dealing with strong liquor, now you're dealing with spirit, other spirit beings. So All I mean. Right. It, it's, it's just so much yes. that we could learn there, but you know, we, we, today was awesome. I am, I have enjoyed myself tremendously and, um, I'm looking forward to it. Anybody got anything to say before we wrap up here? Uh, well, I enjoyed myself too. I'm looking forward to another session. Yeah. And it's, challenging me in some places where I've been uh, kind of, uh, you know, wanting more. Or I think it just encouraged me to go back and study even more because once you, you fellowship with believers and they bring out things you thought about but you didn't know, it kind of kind of confirms something and pushes you on to do other things as far as study and research. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I had a ball. Hmm? Okay. I was just saying I had a ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good, I good. enjoyed it. Um, to me, religion is um, believing, but spirituality is knowing that yes. you know that you know that you know that you know who yep. you are and you walking in that. Mm -hmm. So this was awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited over here. I'm jumping off his seat. Good. And we will end with that note. Religion is believing. That means to not know. Spirituality is just that. You knowing. The Bible even teaches us. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now pay attention to that scripture that I just said. They that know their God. You got to know who you are so that you can be strong and do exploit. Until next time, this is Latara with Graveyard to Greatness and we shall talk again. Have a good evening, night, well, a good evening, morning, or whatever time it is where you are when you're listening to the podcast. Bye. Hello, 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 wherever you are, or shall I say grand rising, grand rising, grand rising, wherever you are in the world, whether it's night, morning, or afternoon, we greet you. This is Graveyard to Greatness, your host, Latara. I am here with Anne. Neil and Barbara <laughs> and we're going to do part two to so you think you know God huh and let's see what's hidden in this Bible that everybody be raving about or don't have an understanding to because they choose to understand things or to believe which means to not know <laughs> so alright we, we're going to move on ahead and stay tuned it shall be a great podcast today. Everybody greet, um, say hi to our listeners one by one. Hello.
Hello. They don't know. Okay, well, you know everybody. Hi, everybody. All right. Reading. Yeah, so today's podcast is uh, season one, part two of So You Think You Know God. And um, I'm quite sure there are some things um, that is going to come out on this podcast. Uh, that is going to throw some people for a loop, and it might have even um, <laughs> uh, threw y'all for a loop, Barb, Ann, and Neil. I, I'm used to it. So, um, Barb, can you open us up with uh, a little words of encouragement, right quick? Okay, yeah, little words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, we be our you know, everyone stay encouraged and we are in the, we're walking through this uh, by sight, not, not by sight, we're walking through this and getting through this spiritual journey, uh, which is uh, awesome. And so we just want to just keep moving forward spiritually and just keep understanding everything. And we're going to understand and understand some more and understand and get all the understanding that we need. Uh, through these podcasts and, and this wonderful uh, woman of God. All right, all right. Amen. Amen. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> yes. So the I gave quite a few scriptures for everybody to go and uh, look at. You know, one of the things uh, my pet peeve is uh, being ignorant of the scriptures and yet you know it's a lot of and I'm not picking on people but I'm just speaking the truth we have a lot of uh, so-called Christians out here and preachers and whatever they want to call themselves who um, who claim to know uh, the Word of God but yet they run around calling themselves believers so you go do the etymology on the word believe and you'll find out that it just simply means you don't know so and, and therefore they are right they are believers they don't know this word they preach one message and yet it doesn't line up with what the Bible is actually saying I know personally from experience because uh, I, I preached and you know taught the the Bible for over several decades um, globally and uh, even then I was always told I was ahead of my time or uh, certain other stuff or it was always they wanted to try and buy the gifts that I had and I would just have to tell the preachers I'm not for sale my gift isn't for sale but one thing I know is if we don't walk in truth whether we're in religion or in spirituality last week we made the distinction between religion and spirituality so there is a vast difference there you know religion is tending to the widows and the homeless uh an orphan shall i say uh things of that nature spirituality is that where you come to restore someone who has fallen from their original state which is their purpose for being here in the earth realm so when it says they're overtaken in a fault that means not knowing in the direction in which they are supposed to be 
to, to walk. Our purpose is to not to hold your hand to walk your path, but point you in the direction of your path to give you the choice by laying out, um, be it the scriptures, um, uh, uh, in a exoteric standpoint or a mesoteric standpoint or a uh exo uh i mean excuse me esoteric standpoint or maybe you need some uh gnosticism which is you know to bring enlightenment or however it is to be brought forth to you we're here to give it to you but uh for the for the church we're gonna take you to the book because there's some stuff in here you say you read and you know and yet you preach from your pulpit, it isn't of God. So my question is, what God are you talking about? Is it the God that is written um, on the stolen pages that we call this Bible from the walls of the pyramid of Egypt? Or is it the God of this patriarchal system of those who uh, uh, palm colored folks have given to you and you're regurgitating what they want. Now you remember um, some of you may not know but there was a Bible that was given to the slave preachers that was different from the Bible that the slave masters were yeah. using. Right. So if you don't know that then go search it out. I said last week on the podcast you can't use just the bible and a concordance or a bible dictionary and call yourself studying to show yourself right. approved you have to use literature that is contrary to what you are studying or using as a basis to see whether you are jarred to study a little deeper now, iron sharpeneth iron, we know that. But also we know that water measures up to how deep you want to swim, how deep you want to get in it. Some of y'all are just ankle deep. Right. So yeah. you're very surface. Some of y'all are, are knee deep because you're too scared of what's, go what's really out there. So you just look, I can see it, it's at my knees. I still got control. You want to keep God in a box. And j I'm going to throw this in here. And say this, just because someone is no longer a part of the structured system called church, today's church, does not mean that they don't have a relationship with God on top, the all-knowing, the unseen, energy, uh, uh, chi, prana, um, all of that good stuff. You cannot say that this person don't know God. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be surprised how many folks on the street have a stronger relationship moving in revelation and esoteric knowledge of what the scripture is actually talking about than those who are sitting in the four walls called church or that they call church. But last, but last we checked, the church was a body, a physical body, not in the earth realm, though it is a spiritual body, it's dual, but yet and still, preachers today are keeping the two from becoming one. So, 
let's get started with uh, our lesson today. And I hope y'all found it interesting when you were doing your study. So before we get started, uh, uh, what do I, how do I want to put this? Um, who found this subject? As a matter of fact, this subject is going to be on basically fornication. <laughs> this is uh so you think you know god but we're dealing with fornication and remember the bible tells you since that's what y'all are just bent on using i can use it too because trust me i know it i taught it almost 30 years uh and and, and i've been to cemetery school i mean seminary school been there too <laughs> Uh, I, I I have an honorary doctorate that doesn't mean none of that is like Paul said is nothing if you don't have an understanding for overstanding you got to hear the conclusion of the whole matter but I'm I'm just excited about this one so not to go into details yet but how many of y'all literally went and searched out that word fornication I did. Yeah, uh, I did too. All right. So, did you just do the dictionary meaning of it, or did you literally go to the etymology of the word? I did dictionary etymology. I did the Greek and Hebrew. All right. Okay. I did the dictionary and what I had been taught spiritually. Okay. I, That's I just good. went there. It's going to be interesting. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, since we we there, uh, how many of y'all searched out the word seed? I did. Okay. Uh, I did. Not really, but okay. <laughs> what I learned. Wait, we ain't going into that. We just asking a little question. We going to get into what you learned, but did you? Yeah. Okay, you searched out the, you ain't searched out the word seed? Yeah. Okay, okay. And let me see, whatever. What about the word eat? Did you look up what that word eat actually yes. means? What about Dictionary the dictionary? And, and spiritually. Okay, what about the word uh, 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 fruit? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I got hung up on. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Bob, you kind of quiet over there. What you taking notes on? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking notes. Cause see, I, I, I was really into the scriptures itself. I kept, I was piggybacking off of going into other scriptures. All right, I okay. didn't come away, because I was looking for something with, some stuff was coming through my mind, and I just kept going with the scriptures part of it, but no, I didn't. I didn't do a dictionary part because I know the dictionary be um, it, it just be surface. Yeah, but you could do the etymological. Um, look up the word. Uh huh. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. Etymology. Uh, etymology. Yeah. E T Y M O L O G Y. So. Uh, yeah, we finna. Um, we ready then? I'm. I'm excited. Y'all excited? Yeah. All right, let's start with, let me see, what, where do we want, okay, 
let's go to how many of y'all really looked at Genesis chapter 2 and 3? I did. I did. All right, all right, all right. Let's go there then, because cause this is where all of this starts at. So, in Genesis chapter 3, I mean chapter 2, um, where do I want to start? Okay, we can start with verse 22. Um, all right, verse 22 and verse 9, because I'm going to see if y'all see something different between these two beans, okay? Or if it is two beans, I want to see if y'all got that. So I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, and the rib, which is Genesis 2 and 22. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this now is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman (laughs) because she was taken out of man. Verse 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh verse 25 and they were both naked and the man and his wife and were not ashamed right all right so what kind of being are we dealing with right here what kind of being Oh yeah. Mhm. You talking about the woman? What form of beings are we dealing with right here? This male and this female. What kind of being is this? Mm. Fleshly. Huh? Fleshly. It's okay. And you say fleshly? Yeah. All right. Anybody else? One was fleshly, but one is spiritually. Okay. Um, I'm listening. Elaborate. One is flesh. He's talking about, but the other one is a spiritual, spiritual being. It's not. Um, mm, thank you. It was. It was. It was already there. It was. How can I say it? Anyway, anyway, don't let me elaborate too much. <laughs> Okay. I, I'm going to give some clues to this passage of scripture. Remember, always when we're studying something, pay attention to all words being used. Right? Let me uh-huh. back you up. It goes right here, verse 24. It says, therefore, shall, S-H-A-L. What is the word shall? What does that really mean? come forward. Shall, shall. S-H-L-L. It's the future tense. Ooh. It's coming. Exactly. So they not what? One yet, right? Right. <laughs> so even in the bottom it, 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 uh, part B, B of that it says, and they shall be one. Are they one flesh yet? No. Oh, so it's something so we we know right now they are not flesh. 
according to this this passage of scripture. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Huh? It's just being it's just being called forth. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really taken place yet. Right. Because remember over in Genesis one when it talks about Genesis one and twenty six when it talks about God making uh, uh, to make something in an image, right? So right. chapter one, we dealing with an image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chapter two, we're dealing with a form because it says in two and what is that verse? Is it seven? And the Lord form to form yeah. something doesn't mean that it really exists. Right, we we know that in businesses. Yeah. yeah. To form something, it just means put everything together, but it doesn't become what it's supposed to until life is given to it, like a business. When you incorporate it, it now is a living, what entity. Mm-hmm. Right. You've now right. given life to it. They 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 don't have life yet. I, I can. Mm-hmm. Did I? Am I losing somebody? No. Or or do y'all have something? Did you get something a little different? Yeah, you gotta. He's just he's just getting it all together. That it's not form. It's form. You can form something. You know, like you said, if you form a business, it's just a business. It's just it's not all the. You're not done yet until you you complete each step. Mm-hmm. And you have to make it a, you know, LLC. You have to get it incorporated, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Then it becomes a business. Then it's up and running. It becomes alive. Correct. Yes. That It's important that I'm bringing this out because anybody who studied business and know anything about a business, you can start something, but until it is registered, it will not be recognized as a living entity. Right. And Correct. and that's why they tell you separate your your personal from your business entity because you are separate from your business. But most people don't look at their business as a living thing that they have created. They just look at it with the mindset of this is just something. No, it's alive. You can talk to it. You can mm-hmm. tell it what to do and how it's going to grow and so on. You can breathe more uh, pneuma into it, more life, more breath into it by just speaking to it. It's alive. It takes on whatever you speak to it, just like the body, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's it's totally different. I, I know some people be like, well, I ain't never think about it like that. <laughs> but it is. So we see right here. And it's important that we we dealing with this this way uh, that they, they not what they not flesh even even though somebody might say well the scripture said uh, Adam said this is bone of my bone and flesh of, excuse me and flesh of my flesh well of course he's prophesying okay he's prophesying did not he name everything well, all the animals and so on and so forth. Yeah, he did. That's what it says. Oh, okay. So if he not everything is waiting on the breath of Adam, 
which which we know uh, uh, according to science is actually a cell or a atom it's it brings forth life atom is the one that brings forth life okay mm-hmm. it, in that aspect of it so okay so let's go over to chapter three this is what i like um where we want to start at here so so we all can we all agree or do we all agree that they're not in flesh form yet i'm listening <laughs> okay they're, they're 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 not in flesh form yet they're not physical we have the the description here say shall be like i said people who think they are saved they're not because it says will and shall so they're working it out now let's go here and look at uh where do i want to start at and okay well we know in chapter three they were told that not to uh uh adam not to eat of the tree and you know of the knowledge of the tree of good and uh and evil right I mean, in chapter one, and then um, it goes on. They ate. They ate. What does? What did you find out about the word "eat"? Anybody? Uh, Definition-wise, it says to ingest or consume. And my thing was spiritually that eat is to partake of something. Uh, uh, re- religiously uh, of some idea that someone has if you entertain that you're eating that mm. information because you believe in what they say or you just entertain it so long that it, it maybe convinces you that it may be right mm-hmm. but, but you, to eat something you have to ingest it you have to take it in mm-hmm and, and it, it could be good for you, it could be bad for you. Mm-hmm. But, but whatever you, you entertain or you, you uh, I call it back to that seed. You, you're taking a seed. <laughs> yes. You're eating it. So it's a seed that grows because the more you, you entertain it, the, the, the bigger the tree or plant or whatever gets. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and I'm telling the head about the fruit. <laughs> yeah, you are. But go ahead. <laughs> but the fruit, and then that whatever you ingested is going to bring forth fruit because the seed that's been planted and the seed, and what, it, what the Bible says, seed time and all this time would remain. Uh huh. As long as the earth remains. Mm hmm. So, so you're going to bring something out when you when you entertain the thing. Yes. It's going to grow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Somebody else got something they want to talk about that uh that eating? Um, to eat, um, he already gave the definition, but the etymology of it, the word came into being in about 1550. Um, it means to consume food, to devour, uh, to absolutely consume. Uh, now, the Greek of it is phajo, which means to devour and consume. But the, the Hebrew of it is <laughs> to consume and manjicate, which means to chew, to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to meditate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so to eat something means you literally, you, you, you take it in and you break it down in such a way that it literally becomes one with you. Yes. That, uh. Mm-hmm. It's so, so, okay. It, it, mm. Barb, did you do, did, huh? You, 
you are what you eat. I mean, that's a, that's a old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's. Yeah, but it comes. Okay. And, and oh, I was just gonna say, eating here, because these are, are not physical beings yet. These are spiritual beings. So, and I'm gonna prove that here in a second. Well, I'm not gonna prove. I'm not gonna prove it. The scriptures gonna prove it. These are Genesis. They were a thought. Genesis 1, Genesis 2, they became a formation. So they moved from being an idea into something uh, 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 like an etch-a-sketch. You know how you draw it out, you know, blueprint, you know, so to speak. That's what, what they were. And, and Adam was prophesying of further of what, they, what their responsibility should be was to become one flesh. Because right. they, they were getting ready to do something. They got to do something. Because they got to leave their mama and father's house. They got yeah. to gotta leave the presence of God. As they mm-hmm. call it. And the spirit. Which is the gnome of the breath. So that they could prove something. Somewhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now we now, what did what you had to add to that, uh, sis, Barb? Yeah, well, all I was gonna say was it was um, it was being absorbed through the DNA. Yes. Uh, things was coming through through your DNA. It was just being formed. DNA is a is a is a <laughs> yeah. You can call that hand to come on up to the wrist and the wrist to come on up to the elbow and you can it's forming it but mm-hmm. it was speaking it was so you when you eat like she's like they said in the definition you absorbed it mm-hmm. just like if you you know if you touch water or something it just you, your body will absorb it so it was absorbed and it was just causing everything to come together every part of that body to come together it's all they're all you have so many uh, yeah you have so much of you that is dna and all that comes together all that starts forming and all that starts eating mm-hmm. it's all eating and mm-hmm. it was absorbing the same thing mm-hmm. until it was it all became together. The body had come together then. Then it's whole. It was whole. Mm-hmm. Let... You, go ahead. Go ahead. Would you finna say so, something, Anne? So literally, the, the scripture is a pregnancy. So other religions... <laughs> Waiting to happen. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, so in other religions, the pregnancy, they consider it a full baby at the at the point of conception. Mm-hmm. So, um, in this particular passage, if I'm understanding, it, it appears that it, it's, it's a pregnancy. So, the male always has the seed, the, the woman always has the egg, it, it comes together, They it, even though it's not a full baby yet, it's, it's in process. Mm-hmm. 
um, other some religions, they say from the moment of conception, you you got a kid, and actually birth dates start on the day of conception in other religions. That's true. Um, whereas ours only uh, comes into play once the child gets here. But actually, when the child gets here, it's almost a year old anyway. Yes. Um, so already you're behind. So mm-hmm. it from my what I'm perceiving or what I'm coming to understand is this is a form of phrase. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a type. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, what what did what did we get from? Uh, let's if we go a little bit further. So we learned about what eating is. There are many forms of eating. You can eat spiritual food, mm-hmm. and when you're doing that, you're building the seven spiritual bodies. The Bible talks about them. Uh, and people don't, you know, search it out. But anyway, we know those deal with the seven energy um, um, cycles of the. Um, circles of the body which we call uh the chakras we read about that last week over there in revelations chapter five uh starting at verse one but these are the seven spiritual energy centers that are seen inside of man but it's from the reflection that is outside of man that sits in his aura that's why when some people you be like mm, it's something about them i don't like you you, yeah. you you pick up the energy of other people because we are one by the energy outside of us. Each one of us have an energy bubble, if you will, or it's called a torus field that surround us, that flow in and out of us. It's a torus field. And when anybody comes into our torus field, they be like, ooh. Yo, you in Taurus, Taurus, T-O, uh, is it T-O-R? T-O-R-O-S I think it is, Taurus field Oh, okay mm-hmm. A Taurus field So that is the energy field When you underneath a microscope Or find uh, anything Scopic that they use They can see that energy force around you Though you can't see it Doesn't meet with the physical eye Doesn't mean it's not operating It is, you walk past somebody You be like, ooh what is wrong with that person? You've you've bumped into them not physically, but your 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 uh tourist fields they crossed each other. Yeah. And so that's how you you pick it up because truly that fi- that uh energy is outside of you, not necessarily inside of you. That's for a whole nother time. But what about, uh, uh, okay, so then we go on and see here that uh, uh, it says that the woman, you know, she ate of the tree. Um, we were told that they can eat of any tree, so on and so forth. Uh, it didn't necessarily say that they shouldn't touch it. Uh, um, it just said you shall, shall you touch it lest you die. Or ye shall not, but it didn't say, uh, it says you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Didn't say we couldn't do it, but it gave us some clues or some things that would happen. From one state, it would cause them to go into another state. Y'all, y'all with me? Okay. Okay, in 17 it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest, therefore thou shalt surely die. 
Uh huh. But it uses okay. It, it's okay if it was gonna say don't touch it says do not eat, but it says what ye shall not eat shall. See, I'm not. All of the words matter here. I know people uh, like, uh-uh, but I was taught. I'm not dealing with what, what we were taught. I'm dealing with what the words say. What does the word shall mean? Is it a future word or is it a right now word? It's a future. Oh. They were born to do something. You shall not eat it. But in other words, God has said, I know you're going to eat this fruit. Because you need to know. You need to get out of my house. I ain't trying to put you out, but you need to get out so that you can go to a place where I can show what I am. Yes. So I know you're going to do this. Uh, That's why I'm putting it here. Exactly. I'm all-knowing, and I know everything. What, what don't I know? I know. What don't I know? Yeah, I know you're going to eat this because I made it pretty enough so you can desire it. That, isn't that what parents we set things up for children so that they don't always stay at home yeah. we prepare them for the life that's out look this is what I got set up for you when you get this age we tell them ahead of time so they do everything they can so they can eat of that fruit to get out or to experience what you have set up am I right? right that's what children do when we tell them we have prepared something for them God is saying, hey, I got all these trees in here, but this one right here, I don't want you to eat. It was, oh, because they will become gods. Now, that's something. Now, we think Genesis is the first book of the Bible. It is not the first book of the Bible. It is the okay. beginning of all first things that ever took place. Isaiah is the first book of the Bible. Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah. That's the first book of the Bible. So Genesis is just the Genesis or the gene, because that's what we're talking about, is. It's telling us what the gene is. Right. Okay. So we're talking about, in essence, DNA and spiritual DNA. We, we have both. But I know they don't preach it. But told her, look, if you eat of this, this is what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. What did we learn about what's the fruit? What does fruit mean? Fruit is, is a result of what seed you ate. I mean, what They did something. Yeah. They did something different from when they were eating it. We're going to get, go ahead. You on to it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like our kids. You know, we let them get away away with stuff for a while until that day. We say that's just it. And, and you know, you come on, you get your punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're just facing like that. We we just let you go on, you know. What they say, hang yourself. You're gonna hang yourself. Now, 
Now, here is an interesting what you said. Now, this is funny. Nobody paid attention to this, though we said it several times. Back in verse number three. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat up, shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch, shall you touch it, lest ye die. Now, picture this. Here is two people who have never experienced death. How do they know what death is? Yes, that was my question. You you see? Don't know what death is, so how do they know what something is? You're going to die. What is he talking about? What is die? Mm -hmm. And that that goes into a whole other subject because the Bible goes on further to talk about we never die. That's correct. Right. So, what then here is going to die that is future tense? Because it clearly couldn't be right now, even though she ate the fruit. Right. What about that that relationship that they had? It it, it died. What what, what was the relationship? I mean, it was like a one-on-one, you know, speaking with God and conversation with God. I'm imagining this. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have never they, they teach us that we have lost the connection when we ate of this fruit to hear God. Right? Right. Oh, but we finna see right here. We finna see all of this right here. Oh, once you, you, the connection is gone. The connection is lost is what they tell us. So we see that she found it was pleasant to for the eyes. And she, you know, partook of it and did eat, uh, what have you. Um, and, and notice, huh? Notice, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so, well, two things. Go ahead. Um, one, because I've, I've been quiet because I've been over here researching shell mm-hmm. um, shell uh, at its core comes to futurity and the necessity or an obligation mm-hmm. um, so okay it, it makes sense that if you say you shell meaning it was going to happen if they were obligated to do it <laughs> I don't I don't think they had a choice yes um, but in regards to fruit um, our, our our general definition is a sweet it has to be sweet, it has to be fleshy, it has to produce, be produced of a tree or other plant that contains a seed Uh-oh. and can be eaten for food. Mm-hmm. The botanical definition says a mature ripened ovary. Oh, you going to, you, you going too fast into the today's lesson. Oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and finish it. Go ahead and finish it. No. The contents of life's ovary. The ovary is an ovary. Ovel being reproductive structure of the plant, uh-huh. um, which there are four types. The etymology of it is Latin, uh, yeah, means joy, mm-hmm. uh, to have, and the uh, further Latin uh, etymology of it is, is to enjoyment of the produce of what it harvests. Oh, mm-hmm. um, the Middle English enjoyment of Middle English version is the enjoyment of the produce. And the harvest related to the fruits of the earth. Mm, the fruits mm. of the earth. You 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 just dive right on in there. Do we see? Do anybody get an understanding of where this is finna head to? The eating, yeah. the eating, and the fruit. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. We we it's going into an intimate direction. Oh. Let you 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 listen, cause right here in Genesis two and twenty five it says, and they shall and they both were naked. Now let's get over here. And they both were naked. The man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Right. Okay. So when we go over here further down in 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 three, and it says. Uh, and seven, and there, uh, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now listen, if you die, even though it wasn't it's supposed to have been immediately spiritual death, right? Mm-hmm. Why then does verse number eight says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Mm-hmm. What? Why would they hide themselves amongst the trees if they didn't look like the trees? That's what I'm saying. They were trees. You, you are a tree. Amen. That is planted. Okay. Yeah. But they don't want to talk about that. So they weren't physical beings, but they looked like everything else. Because if we read over here in uh, Genesis 2, and it talked about, and God formed man from what? From the what? from the dust when you do the etymology word on dust or even look it up it talks about all particles present everything the trees the leaves the soil the 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 minerals everything the stars the moon you are a subtotal that's what dust is of everything that is Okay, so this is man coming into creation. Or shall I say, you got creation, formation. What's the other one? Uh, we'll get to that one later. <laughs> but just so you, creation, formation. Huh? Come on back around. Mm-hmm. So let's go on here. So we see they had not in the in the midst of the trees, and they wouldn't they wouldn't cover themselves with some figs. Now this is important here, because in the Hebrew, uh, uh, or shall I say the uh, yeah culture, if you will, the uh, uh, I may not be saying that right, but in the uh, Hebraic culture, uh, or whatever, um, in that culture. The fig tree is very much respected. When the rabbis read this passage of scripture, they understand that this here, the fig represents to them, and you can search it out on your own, the woman's fruit. The woman's fruit? Yes. Okay. Her womanhood. It reminds them of it. That's why when you cut all fruit, it looks like a woman. 
with her seed in her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you when they were making these aprons of the leaves to cover themselves, why would they cover that part if they weren't using that part? Hmm. That's something you can search out a little bit later. But let's go on down here. So we see right then and there, they didn't die spiritually. Right. They ha- they were still having a conversation. But this is where I want to uh, uh, go on further to talk. Um, to get into. Turn over to still in chapter 3. Mm-hmm. We still in chapter 3, but we going to... Uh, this is this is this is when okay this is um uh, and we're gonna it's some more things here y'all need to look up to you're gonna look up the word bread let's jump down to verse um because we already know we already okay we we tell them because they never had to eat right physically right right all this eating that that's why I'm gonna say it after I say this. Let, let me let's go to verse 17. And uh, well, no, let's go past the curses that was um, pronounced. On verse 18 says, "Thorns also and um, thistles shall it bring forth to thee." Well, I guess we do need to back up. Hold on. Let us go to right. Uh, Let's go to 15. It says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between and between thy seed and her seed. Do you see that? She does have a seed. And he does too. We're going to get into that in a little bit. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Talking about Satan here. The two seeds. That's what, and, and we're gonna we gonna talk about them two seeds because <laughs> they are in you both sets of seeds. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. It says shout. So that's a promise. And thy desire, they added the word shall in here because you can see it's in italics. Because it says, and thy desire, originally it said, and thy desire be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. That's a different type of rule that people understood. Go do, go search it out on your own. Then verse 17 says, and unto, and unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Now, isn't that something? Why does the ground get cursed and not them two just directly? We just hold that mm-hmm. thought. That's where it came from. Uh, <laughs> in sorrow shalt thou eat of it. Mmm. All the days of thy life. 
thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Now listen to this. And Adam called his wife named Eve. So before then she had no name. Right. The Bible says that God called them Adam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we see that over there in chapter 5. And, and it says, unto Adam also and to his wife. Listen to this. Unto Adam, verse 21, and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. Mm -hmm. He made what? It made what? Coats of skin. Well, look down at yourself. What, what is? What do you have on? I need to trade in. Huh? I need to trade in. <laughs> you got on a coat of skin. This is the first time mankind became mankind, human. So they fell. If we were to look at it into something that has been taught to us to be uh you know a, a torture or punishment but it's a purpose for you falling into this you couldn't stay in your father's house heaven quote unquote uh is god's house right but he needed some children to go down into this wonderful place that he created called earth the school the marketplace to show forth the power that he had given to them from Genesis 1 I've given you dominion where you go you can't you can't have dominion in your father's house right you need your own place can your children come in your house and do what they want to I dead shut up sit down mm-hmm Mama, this my mama, this my mama's house. I can do what I want to. Can they come do that in your house, Ann, Barb? No, but it's normal right now, is. <laughs> so they don't have dominion there. You can only have dominion in your own place that was created for you to have it in. So, of course, they went from a thought became a spiritual being and now a physical being do we all did we all see the same thing right we all saw the same thing it, does it take on a whole different meaning now cool. mm -hmm. Got it. so we we finna dig a little bit further into i mean i can there's still so much stuff that is even right here in these i love chapters one through three tremendously because they speak so much to what's not being preached mm. so we fell into purpose that's what we fell into we didn't fall into sin all of this was a setup 
Why else would 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 the Creator call us gods? Mm-hmm. You can't be God in 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 one in another place where you don't have dominion. Right. You need your own place to show that you God. You and the how you show that you are God is by creating. You can't create in your father's house. I mean, some people do, but it's limited. All you can create there is a baby. There's only, you're limited. But your parents are like, look, you ain't going to keep bringing too many of them babies in this house. Where they daddy at? Take them to to their father's house. They got a father. (laughs) Take them there. Y'all kind of quiet on me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to corral uh, the inhabitants of this residence that have uh, come back to their mother's house. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, we, we, we finna go to the good part. Let's turn over there to Genesis because we just established for those the listeners who are listening. What was taking place here was Adam and Eve was eating spiritually of the fruit. And there is a reason for it. But there is a seed that was given that we are supposed to do something with. That's why it says in the scripture with the curse that, you know, told Satan her seed will do what to you? No. The Bible says in Genesis 3, it's, uh, God told Satan what the woman's seed would do to him mm-hmm. and what her his seed would do to the woman. You, y'all remember that? Don't let oh, me yeah. just... Yeah. He bruised her head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The doctor his okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, her seed shall bruise the head thy head and if we should know that the word look up the word serpent look up what the word serpent and it's talking here or the snake however you want to put it when you do the etymology on the word you're going to find out that it isn't this thing that we see slithering around the spiritual meaning of it is totally different from what it's taught Because a serpent represents more than what's going on. And we know that to do, to to be so, because even on the caduceus in the medical field, you see them wrap around as their emblem and it stands in head straight up. In the physical Mm -hmm. body, the same thing happened. And I'm, I'm, I'm going just a little bit a little bit. I'm going to go a little bit there. It's called the caduceus is in the human body. It takes place in the human body. Huh? One of the definitions, uh, just a basic definition, definition two actually says a sly treacherous person, especially one who exploits a position of trust in order to betray. Um, it also gives you the basic definition that everybody has, you know, being a, a, a serpent, a snake, a fire-breathing dragon, fire, a flying ser- 
flying serpent dragon or snake-like reptile, uh, the etymology of it is creeping. Um, comes from the Latin separate, uh, which basically comes down to meaning creepy, and you know that uh, he was he was creepy. He wasn't like we said; he was a creeping thing mm-hmm. or a creeping person. So if you put all that together, he, you know, little slick so and so with slick tone out here being slick and creepy. Smooth, smooth, smooth. Uh, uh, and we we know, and and, and the smoothest thing that every being has that's in physical form that's is 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 the ego. Right. That's that serpent. It talks to you. Right, right. They get you to trust them, and then they betray you. That ego will get you to do some stuff. You don't ego say you can do anything. You be like, no, I can't. Ego be like, yes, you can. You you be like, I'm tired. I'm not finna get up. Ego say, yes, you is. I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm fasting. Ego said, no, 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 no. We eating today. Don't you All like right. the way that smell? Ooh, ain't that good? It tastes good. Listen, you hear the way that's frying? Ego serpent. Yeah. But even in the human body, like I was saying, you that the caduces of the medical um symbol, they get that from the human body. The spine represents the serpent. And you can look it up on the internet, it's all on there. You can see it. It's just like the serpent, its head is at the top in your brain. And there are two nerves on each side of your spine. One is called Ida, the other one is called Pingla. And Ida, I-D-A, and Pingla, P-I-N-G-L-A. I think that's how you spell it. Ida and Pingla. And what happens during intercourse, which we're going to go further in our lesson, you raise that serpent called the kundalini in some tradition those two nerves begin to rise up the spine and when it hits its climax you have been enlightened mm-hmm. at the release of the seed but we're going to find out that there's a problem with that but all of that transpires in you over here in <laughs> Genesis 28 where are we going uh, I think I gave this to y'all 28 10 and 13 10 through 13 Mm-mm. Oh, okay all right uh, let me see Um, let me just read it right quick. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went um, toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and... Behold, a ladder set up on the earth. Mm. Now keep that word there in mind, earth. 
and the top of it reached to heaven. Keep in mind the word heaven there. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Angels are what? Your nervous system. Messengers, exactly. The nervous system. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham. Y'all going to need to do some research on that word, Abraham. Thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereupon thou liest. Uh, to thee will I give it and to thy who? Seed. Didn't say seed, it says seeds. Hmm. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and he gone and, and shall spread abroad, blah, 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 blah. Right? We're talking about mm -hmm. this, this seed. The angels that ascend and descend. Sending signals throughout the earth. What is the earth? Our body. You. Exactly. You are that earth that these angels are coming and going within. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You are the body. You is is laying it clear. You're seeing you seeing who you are and what this was talking about. So the nervous system, the light bearers. Hello. Let's let us go to the place. Let me let me see where, where we going. We got any questions or, or, or anybody? No, I'm good. You good? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> let us um, look at, I don't know. Okay, let's go over to Leviticus 15. <laughs> never, I, I never made it. <laughs> <laughs> Leviticus 15 versus uh what is that 16 through uh 18 is it? Mm -hmm. Go on and read it for us, brother Neil. <laughs> Leviticus 15? Yes. I was there for him. Let me get him on the phone. Okay. Because <laughs> the Bible the Bible talks about the seed all the way through it. Oh, yeah. I looked it up. It was right on there. Uh, King James? Okay. Yes. You can read the King James. It's okay. It's just 16 through 18. Yes. Mm -hmm. Leviticus 15 through 18. And if any, any man's seed of copulation go out from him, then he shall wash all his flesh in water and be unclean until the even. And every garment and every skin whereon is the seed of copulation shall be washed with water and be unclean until the even. Mm-hmm. The woman also with whom man shall lie with seed of copulation, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the even. 
Okay. Anybody want to tell the listeners what the word of copulation actually means? It means sex. All right. That of yes, releasing the seed of copulation. The seed meaning if you have an orgasm, your seed now has become defiled. That is why, huh? It becomes defiled. It's no longer a holy seed. Okay. You're supposed to read. We're going to get to it. You're supposed to. There's only one reason for the releasing of the seed. And that is to procreate. The, The only reason. Other than that, you are to do something with the seed. And we're going to get to that. I got a question. Go ahead. So when I was reading this, I, you know, I'm always of the mindset that when you read one scripture, you read one chapter forward and one chapter backwards. Yeah. And, you know, you read the whole thing in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So in this particular scripture, and when you go up to one, he's he's talking about that the man is leaking. Uh-huh. Um, if he's leaking, then, then it goes on to tell that he's unclean. So just from my reading, you know, getting the impression that this man had an STD. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. my... my you know, he had some other issues going on. He probably shouldn't have been sharing his seat with anybody. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we're gonna get to that, and okay. and, and that's coming, cause that's what that, if you're having sex, and it's talking about the seed. When does the man's seed? When is it released? Upon orgasm. Okay. His seed. It, it, I mean, he can have pre ejaculation, but that's still a form of orgasm. Mm-hmm. So, but when it's talking about leaking, that means he's been sleeping here and there. With his seed leaking, like that's just like uh, over there in uh, Malachi when they use Malachi three and try to scare everybody about tithes and offering, and and and, and make it think it was referring to the to the congregation when in all actuality it wasn't. It was the priests who were stealing. Right. And that's why the scripture says, "You rob who? God and the right. nation." So the who was the nation? The people, the congregation. Who was doing it? The priests. They talked about that in Malachi chapter 1. The people were bringing their tithes and, and their offering, which is good food. Excuse me, was the good food, the best that they had. And they were bringing it, and the best that they had. Some of it was lame, but it was still the best that they had. And yet the priests were taken from the good and offering the lame stuff to God. Okay. Right. Okay. So th- that that's why the curse came about to them, not to the people. Here we're talking about the seed. I digress from that, but we're talking about the seed. Um here is why in Islam, 
whenever a man has sexual intercourse with his wife or any woman, the first thing he does is get up and go and wash. And after he washes and cleanses himself, then he comes and make prayers. <clears throat> Why? Because he's taught he is unclean from that act when he has released his seed. Mm. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. we, we don't understand the power of the seed because the Bible keeps talking about this seed and we won't search this seed out but let us go over to so we see it right here copulation means when you having sexual intercourse that's when they say oh but the bed is undefiled when you marry <laughs> we gonna talk about that <laughs> because remember the seed is used for a specific purpose it's two reasons I gave you one we gonna talk about the second one Go to 1 John 3. We're getting the scriptures out so we can then talk and discuss some things. 1 John. Let me go there. Come on, 1 John. 3, 3, 9. Yes. First John three and nine. What does it say? Whoever's born of God does not commit sin, for seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Mm. What did he do with his seed? What did he do with his seed? His seed is where? It's it's found. It's found in him. And he cannot see it. Exactly. And most people don't get it. There are a lot of women. Men are most easily to have uh, uh, an orgasm than a woman. And so a woman saves her seed way longer and much more than a man. And I'm going to throw this in here and you can search it out. Seed also re represents your spiritual bank account. It's a currency. Sperm is electro. <laughs> it's, a, it's electric. It's, a, oh, oh. it's electrical. The seed is. It has to penetrate something. With its, and when you ever seen it on a microscope, and you've seen it, they got it all on, on, on the internet in different places, YouTube and what have you, you can see it is electrical spark. Uh, when it, when it, what? It comes out? <laughs> when it's in the man and when he releases it, it's still electrical. It has power. Yeah. Okay. So. And you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm just, I ain't never, my, my tablet started making noise, so I had to mute it. Oh, okay. So the Bible talks about, and his seed remaineth in him. When you, you, the second reason for uh, seed release is to build the seven spiritual bodies. 
you are to pull that seed up. Don't spill it. Spilling it on the ground meaning to copulate. We are earth. That is the reason why in, in, in the Old Testament, when the man was supposed to bring up, I forget what chapter it is, seed for his brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and he refused and he took and, and spilt it on the ground. That's why he was killed. For the orgasm. And every time you have an orgasm, you are killing yourself faster. Yeah, I've heard you are dying quicker. And thou shalt surely die. <laughs> you're killing yourself faster. The younger you look is because you're not releasing your seed. You're keeping your seed within yourself. You're keeping your bank account, spiritual bank account, full. But those who later, we'll talk about it. Not right now, we'll talk about it on the esoteric day. You, you, it's called sacred sex. Oh yes, how to do it, and it builds a relationship between you and your mate in such a spiritual, profound way. Mm -hmm. You, you, you will, you will not imagine. You can't imagine, and the love that the two of you will have will supersede anything and anybody trying to come in between it. Mm -hmm. Bible talks about that sacred sex. We'll deal with that on esoteric day. <laughs> but so we see right here the seed must remain in you to keep you from sinning. Man is dra drawn away by what? Lust. Lust of what? The flesh. Uh uh. The lust of the Bible tells us. What is it? The lust of the Flesh? No. The yeah, the lust of the eye, the pride. Don't so all you man is and bottom line, man is drawn away by his own lust. He has mm. no control. When I say man, I'm speaking of woman too, not just I don't mean male. I mean mm -hmm. talking about the both. The thing is, you're supposed to become one flesh. You do, okay, spirit, okay. When uh, 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 the two are supposed to become one, you can only become one, not in copulation. That's not how you become one. It's a spiritual thing. We, are, we didn't fell into this body. Now we're trying to get back home. We can only get home in a spiritual act by raising up the seed and going through the seven spiritual bodies. But we don't want to practice that. We throw our seed away. And let me tell you, when you give your seed to the wrong person or thing or whatever. She said whatever. Yeah, because you know people doing all kinds of things. When you give your seed away. Especially to women, it says they're going to do what? They're going to put it in the oven and bake it. So it talks about it talks about child support in here too because of your seed. 
it, it's, it's, it's all in there. So, um, let us see what other, uh, 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 you got any, anybody got any questions? Mm. No. Well, okay. Before we go, I'm going to go any further. Okay. So now, and do you see the connection from Genesis all the way now to us talking about if the seed remaineth in you? Yeah. And, you know, also I've been talking to uh, a friend of mine. He's uh, been schooling me on uh, semen retention and what it, the benefits are mm-hmm. um, spiritually and uh, emotionally and even in regards to just your everyday walk with life mm-hmm. um, and the health benefits and how it uh, allows you to be more conscious yes. of your man versus uh, being clouded because you out here, here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when we look at it from a, uh, a humanistic form, um, we we've been taught so many different things mm-hmm. and in this season of our our lives and in this dispensation of time learning and unlearning and also getting some truths in uh versus just being told me and my mother had a conversation last night about how back in the 1800s if you was going through menopause they you know drilled a hole in your head and tried to let the spirits out and at that time that was the the, the height of you know, medical revolution. And versus now, it's like, what kind of barbaric foolishness was that? Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're making the connection over, you know, growing. So going from Genesis of uh, pregnancy now into actually coming into seeing what the seed did. And actually, this was like a journey through, you know, conception. Right. Um, so, yeah. In answer to your question, yes. Um, I'm a... Two things. Let's, I'm going to backtrack, pedal back a little bit because we're dealing with the word fornication because the listeners need to know, know what the word fornication comes from. Uh, it, it is, um, it's an old English word, come from the old English word gore, which means to heat or to make horny. Okay? And the, the, to heat or to make horny or to be horny. It means to make hot because when a man he'd be like "Ooh, I'm hot with sexually that you know you're turning me on you're getting everything that blood circulating makes them hot a woman too ain't that yeah. oh okay so okay fornication <laughs> also the Latin term means fornex the word the Latin form fornex literally means an arch or a vault when you look at the woman's private part it has an arch a vault <laughs> a vault a v-a-u-l-t a vault it's a arch or a vault it has it's a hump that's there or the mound the mountain he mounts her yes Mm-hmm. Okay, so when it talks about in 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 uh, Eden, um, in the word the word Eden in the Hebrew means bliss. Mm. 
<laughs> it doesn't it, it don't sound nothing like but what we've been taught all of this is that has it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um let's see here um trying to see what else here uh 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 so for someone to um I'm looking at my notes here now uh to to be to fornicate is the abuse of the fire of the holy spirit that lives in you fire um is the creative power or sexual fire and people have been abusing that gift that fruit for the ego okay so when we abuse you 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 look at a man who's out here having sex matter of fact let let, let me say this Mo- back in the old days the old women the old old school women they knew when their daughters was the first time that they have sex they knew it they could be in the child could come and do something in the house and the way the mother spoke to the child told you know her daughter said something and the daughter would turn around and say something back and she said oh you you, you feeling yourself you've been out there screwing and mm-hmm. you why because sex brings enlightenment whereas before she did not act that way neither did the son but the moment the two connected on a sexual level they exchanged an energy and that kundalini began to rise Ida and pingla and it caused them to see things differently if some of y'all can think back to the very first time you did you saw things but you the orgasm is what i'm referring to the moment you release your seat for the first time you had a different perspective on things. Or maybe yeah. I don't grow. I'm a man now. You <laughs> you see you went you changed from the spiritual aspect into the physical form aspect. You fell from innocence to what they deem you know sinful if you will but it's not you just change you 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 changed uh 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 bodies from where you were living from before that the holding or retaining of the seed caused you to live in a spiritual state constantly of aware of things that are going on around you you could see spiritually further than others who were spilling their seed and they'd be like you ahead of your time with with this or where you get that knowledge from you 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 such an old soul it's the retaining of the seed that's where you're able to get the ancient wisdom and knowledge of the sages well going back to adam and eve mm-hmm. when it said their eyes were open does that have anything that relate to what you're saying exactly everything to do the moment they spilt the seed because before they wasn't spilling the seed but that particular time 
They couldn't hold themselves. It was time for them to get out of their father's house. Right. The seed was spilt. And once the seed was spilt, they father said, hey, come here. How y'all know y'all? He didn't just, God knew they was, they, from the beginning, they was, they was naked. But they never saw themselves that way. Newness wasn't uh, in their vocabulary, neither was death. Until their eyes were open. I know people like, I, I don't see that. I don't get that. Keep studying. Remember, don't use just the, the book. Go search this out. One good book. I, I will tell people uh, uh, to go. And what is that called? Uh, the scripture is by Dr. Carey. I mean, not the scripture. The book by Dr. Carey. I, I think it's called um, The Word Made Flesh. Right. That book. Oh, yeah. Take you all through the scriptures. And these are, excuse me, those were books from the early, not late 1800s, beginning 1900s. The books that they hid away so you wouldn't know what to do. And now everybody out here, nobody has no spiritual sense. And, and they trying to, what the world call, wake up. And they don't remember who they are because they keep throwing away their seed. Mm, that makes sense. You can't wake up or remember who you are and what you're supposed to be doing if your seed don't remain in you. As they put it, the God of this world is after your seed. Mm. Mm. It's after your seed. Are they after my children? No, that which was that's in you. I know somebody going to hear this and they're going to be like, well, uh, I'm going to keep on. You know, I'm married. Uh, The Bible said this is what I get. No, that's what you was taught. You better go search that scripture out. The bed is undefiled when a husband and wife come together and they keep the seed. Mm. Unless they are creating another being. Right. I've heard it taught that two become one flesh when you have a child because of part of both of them. That's that's what they teach us, but that's after the flesh. This is a spiritual book written to a spiritual people with spiritual acts. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in other words, if anybody studies uh, the Hebraic alphabet, you, you will learn that it's well hidden in the Bible. Well, most people only talk about uh, Alpha and uh, 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 Omega or um, uh, Alpha. They don't too much talk about Beth. Uh, but if you search them out, because they give birth, these, those two letters give birth to uh, the third Hebrew letter of the alphabet, which is is, uh, Gimel. That would represent the sun. (laughs) 
So these scriptures all tie into one another, which the example of that is like a camel. But it's, it's trying to tell us something. Uh, Beth, we know, is house. The woman is the house. So you got father or the or Beth also is represents the Holy Spirit, which represents the woman, the mother. That's for those who will go back and literally study the Hebraic language. So something totally going on there uh, are different. So yeah, when the two come together, uh, they don't become one after the flesh because that's not the purpose. You're not to become one, so to speak, in the flesh in that aspect of bringing forth the child. You have to merge the spirit man and the physical man to become one so that you are dual. We see that Adam, both Adams, if you will, one represent this flesh and the other one represented the spirit. It's about you taking control. The Bible speaks so much about, uh, what is it called? Uh, help me out, y'all. Y'all kind of quiet. Uh, uh, about the body. When you can have control over thy body, when you can master the body, it's easy. It becomes easy to master the soul. Right. So how am I mastering my body if I keep producing babies? Not saying that's a bad thing. It's a good thing, but I am not mastering my body. I'm not mastering the to hold my seed to produce my seven spiritual bodies. And I'll talk about the seven spiritual bodies, like I said, on Esoteric Day, uh, which will be on Fridays. So we gonna we can get into that. But yeah. Um, so how do y'all look at the scriptures now? Mm. I can rethink the whole thing. You know, you looking at it like, you know, you were, so you set the people up to copulate and keep copulating, so it's killing off, killing them off. Yep. And they're dying sooner and dying more quicker. Yes. Because uh, you had to do something to d turn around, the, get the DNA off track. Mm-hmm. And get it all get it all miscombobulated where the people they don't even know, they just all think it's it's the right thing to do. Mm hmm But you've got it all turned around and it it was to create bodies, not to just have sex. Mm-hmm. So we have just been copulating and when you're doing that, it's causing you to age quicker mm -hmm. and quickly. Whereas to the body was made to live forever. Mm -hmm. Meaning it will live. It will live as long as you let it live. But you have got to keep your seed inside you. Mm -hmm. that's to, and that's what makes it, that's what makes you live. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps the body going. It's the way he created it was. You know, to create bodies, but not to, you know, we're, yeah, yeah, it's all off track. And it's so everybody has been, you know, living a lie or living this, 
delusion of like this, this is the way you do it. You know, you you know, you come in, you have children, have a house, have a car, get a car. That's it. You didn't do what God wants you to do. Man, yep. you in there. And that's what they tell us, but we haven't. <laughs> go to school, go to college, and you got it. You got it all together, but all that's all that's just stuff. This things to occupy your mind, but that's not your real purpose was to create. You are a creator. And so you're to create just as he created. And um you are um a God so you're supposed to be creating, but you're not. You're copulating, just losing your seed. Wow. I heard a herbalist mention that he had a man that were having a problem like having ED, erectile yep. dysfunction. Mm -hmm. He was suggesting taking certain herbs to keep, keep that going so you could please your mate. <laughs> and and I'm saying, this guy, he's supposed to have some wisdom about what pussy, but he's not giving us spiritual knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's going against your body. If he's saying, well, take this and it'll make you strong and, and you know, you can keep up what you need to be doing with your, your mate. And I'm saying, well, you know, you're just sending that seed out, and it's making you, uh, making you weaker, really. Yep. But but here's a guy that's supposed to be about uh, your health, and I'm thinking, wow. But wow, he, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just heard. I just heard heard that. I think I heard that in the spirit. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who you, you been listening to? You, you, but, but, mm -hmm, you know, go ahead. I just, I just saying, I, I'm learning something here. <laughs> the, the, you know, uh, I don't want people to be thinking, oh, well, I can't have sex anymore. This, that, and the other. Oh, you most definitely can have sex. Just learn how to retain the seed. Mm -hmm. you, you don't think about it. A athlete, oh. a athlete is at his highest potential ever when he keeps or she keeps her seed. Think about the world as we call it the world, the, the entertainment industry and all of that. They know all of this, uh, uh, the, the, the people. But as soon as a male, when he gets through playing basketball or boxing and this, that, and the other, they open the floodgates for a whole slew of women to come in. Why? Because they know he's been retaining his seed and they have to get him to release his seed so they can continue to control him or her. Right. Your seed is your power. Think about it. The life is in the what? The seed. Seed. The Bible says, unless a seed drops in the ground and bear fruit, is what? It abides alone. The ground is you. Pull it up. We are to pull to raise the seed up within. And let me tell you. I said I'm gonna talk about that on Esoteric Day, okay? Because <laughs> there is a way. To, it there there is. It teaches you the book teaches you how to do that with your mate. 
how to raise that seed up. And let me tell you, it's a very powerful thing when it happens, when you start, when it lifts up and run through those, those seven energy, uh, 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 I mean, those seven, yeah, energy spiritual bodies. When I'm telling you, it'll, it'll knock you off of the bed. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. powerful. But until we master our bodies and what we're actually supposed to be doing, somebody will always come and take your spiritual power from you. And they use sex to do it. Because right. we don't know the power of our own seed. We're told to give it away at all costs. Think about that. You out there playing basketball, you 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 gone for six weeks or, or two months out there or however long you out there and you keeping your seed or you boxing. They tell a boxer, all right, you finna be fighting, no sex. You gotta train for six weeks. You 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 don't get to uh have sex until after you, you win that last fight. They should stop and think. Wait a minute. This is where all my power come from. They get very creative. They're so in tune at that particular time with their creator that it's unfathomable. But soon as that fight is over, they come and give them all kinds of spirits to drink. They then turn around and give them all kinds of whatever drugs to consume. And the last thing they send in is that woman. Why? Because they after the money you just made. And they got to keep you weak and docile. Just like you were a woman. Yeah. Sister Ann, you got something you want to add to us? Uh, I'm, 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 retain, I'm taking in information. Because um, I got a whole bunch of questions. All but right. in the midst of this, uh, my house has become a bunch of activity. Oh. Um, but as you know, you and I have talked before mm-hmm. uh, in regards to uh, intimacy and, and spiritual intimacy and what it does versus what it doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, when you start talking about people coming into the age of sexual activity and them, you know, coming into the age of learning themselves, um, being taught biblically what's right or wrong versus spiritually what's right or wrong. I know one of my instances that I learned in the church um, that to me was very, you know, to me at that time, very emotionally damaging was coming in fresh out of a marriage, fresh out of divorce, um, and then you being told that because you still have sexual urges or desires that you're a bad person and you should be focused on God and something's wrong with you if you're still thinking of sex and uh you gotta even to the degree of you know that's that's demonic and uh all the crazy things that uh Hmm. was relayed to me by the what i considered at that time elders right um with no resolve of uh any information as to what to do Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until one day when um, just me talking and, and, and learning within myself and, and God helping me understand. I know I knew what I made when I created you. Mm-hmm. I knew what I made. Mm-hmm. And I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, quit tripping. Um, <laughs> but those are things that 
uh, we are genuinely uh, not taught um, that, you know, and even for, you know, in in the act of intimacy, you're tired afterwards. You don't think clearly afterwards. You, yep. you don't make the best decisions yep. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell you, uh, you, you, some, you know, depending on, you know, what kind of activity you just had, it may be two or three days before you get right again. Mm-hmm. Um, Mentally. <laughs> mentally mm-hmm. uh, physically too depending well, on what kind of activity you yeah have. yeah uh but uh these are the things that uh particularly because you know i'm a very big advocate for uh sexuality needs to be taught within the body or, or what mm-hmm. we call the body or in the church right um uh, because a lot of things are being taught wrong mistaught and under being taught and that's why we have our children being abused and mistreated and molested and you have our women being uh, just uh, going through like water and in other religions you have the little boys being gone through like water because everybody wants to hold everything as a taboo and, and, and or we don't talk about that mm-hmm. um, or, or we don't want to talk about that so you know these conversations on exactly what uh, sexuality is what what it means to what your seed really is um and the truth of you are always going to have desires. That's just a part of this this human body. It's a part um, of the creation I asked a process. Of mine once, yeah, I, I asked a friend of mine. I said, "When does a man stop wanting a woman?" He said, "When she in, when he in the grave." Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, "Oh, well, dang." Um, birth and you know, likewise, the mm-hmm. desire from a woman. But it's it's something that is going to take. Uh, Education is something that is going to take us going forward um, and, you know, also teaching us that this is the train of thought that it goes with. Um, there are There's a right and a wrong way to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a, well, not a wrong way. There's a beneficial and a not so beneficial way to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a purpose and it has a higher purpose. Um, it's not just a feel-good activity. It, it does have um, some spiritual uh, bearing versus, you know, everybody out here just, for lack of a better term, slam dancing. Everybody just out here like, woo, let's do it. Look what I got. See my toy, your toy, let's hit it. Um, it does have a purpose. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, when you talked about the urges of still being there um, or when they come upon you, that is when spirit is talking to you, trying to get your attention that it wants you to create something spiritually. That is the message. That is the signal. Uh, a lot of people don't notice um, when when the when the Bible talks about the body, um, it's talking about from the head down to your uh, 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 uh genital regions that is the body the legs represents you know limbs or or like a tree or what have you because we talked about that that's what that is but the body is from uh um from the reproductive system uh area up and so everything that is in the pelvic region is also you can find it in the head So that's why you have two wounds, or shall I say three? Uh, men have, so to speak, two, 
but we have three: your mind, your heart, and your in the physical womb. And that's why we have to be careful with whatever we take into those wombs. All right. Or wombs, shall I say? Not wounds, but wounds. The female. We have to be careful with what all we 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 dealing with there. In those areas, the reproductive system represents the lower part of the earth. So right. you, you, yeah, you dealing with that 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 part of of earth. Uh, that's the lower region, and then you come up to the middle part of earth, which is the heart. And the you know the um, and the first and the higher uh, part of earth is is the mind or what we know as heaven. That's why the head sits on an axle, which is the neck. It separates the higher regions, or shall I say, it separates um, heaven from earth, the body. But we, we don't understand all of this. We don't even be taught. We're not even taught this because we're not taught that the body truly is the living vessel or, or the tr really true temple. So they create all of these buildings and want us to come there so we can forget who we are, what we are, and where God abodes. So they got us out here doing everything and anything but what we're supposed to be doing. Can you imagine what when the, the urge comes upon you to uh, when the fire starts burning in your furnace, <laughs> if you took that energy and begin to uh, work through, try and draw, try and paint, try and create something, you'll get the best out of yourself you or begin to write at that particular right. time when that urge come upon you that is your creative force that is the height of the spirit right i've i've, I've read that but i didn't understand because mm -hmm. I, I didn't try to experience it but I, I i read that it wasn't in the bible but I, some book i don't remember but I was, it says, it's your creative side. And I'm thinking, wow, sex is creative? Yes. I never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> the most powerful weapon you could ever use against, quote, unquote, Satan is to create. Right. But you got to know right. what you're creating got to know how to do it how to bring it forth you can have anything you want to try and when that when that urge come on you go somewhere sit down and begin to meditate watch all of the information that begins to come to you why because you're entering into that heavenly realm mm -hmm. it's a it's a powerful thing why in the world are we not taught? Because wow. you have those, you have those who have been in quote unquote leadership for so long who do not want this truth to be out. So they give you in the cemetery schools, and I call them that for a reason. Um, 
to continue to perpetuate the lie. That's why the book tells you you would rather believe a lie than the truth. I know many people will listen to this and won't even believe it. It does, I mean, not believe, but they won't uh, accept it as true. Nonetheless, it's truth. Right. If they don't believe, if you say you know God and you got a prayer life, you're a prayer warrior, intercessor, then take it to take it to your altar and see if what I say be true. See if what the mm-hmm. book is actually teaching be the truth. Even right. the scriptures say, try the spirit, by the spirit, see if it be of God. Try it. Because the word that I speak, they are life. I didn't come to play games when I came to earth. <laughs> I came to spit the truth. I came mm. to make people free, not set them free. Because anything that's set going to trap itself, get trapped again. But if you make something free, it ain't going back because it remembers the process. Yes. So, but they don't want this truth to be told. That's why you got more preachers with more babies sitting up in the congregation and they got a first lady, as they call them. They got a first lady, a second lady, a eighth lady, a tenth lady. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's just, they see just everywhere. They just throwing it all. Why waste your seed? Why throw your seed away? And, and people still follow them after they know the truth of what they've done. Silly they people. They silly. Huh? They silly. <laughs> I they when the Bible talked about silly women, somebody think it's just the church think it's just talking about the female gender. No. <laughs> it's talking about the church being a silly woman. Mm-hmm. It's not just referring to a female or what you think is a female. The church is a woman is a female right you silly they're silly women that's what they are oh yeah i i see it i see it in many instances and i shake my head i say how can this be how can they not see they don't want to see and they don't want the people to see because if the people come across this true knowledge of who they are, what they're supposed to be doing and how to do it, then people will begin to wake up and preachers would no longer have what they call members to their building. That people won't sit there anymore. The people will be out here doing the work. Mm. That is the thing. It's all for a monetary gain. And if I can keep you under bewitchment by using the scriptures to entrap you, then I'll do it. And they do it ignorant. That's that's their method. They'll do it ignorantly and willfully. Trust me, I've seen it. Even in Detroit, I was at a church where the whole family is a gospel recording um, family. (laughs) And yet I've watched them, heard it with my own ears, was told in my own ears what they do. From the bishop of the church. How they keep people locked in. Mm-hmm. And if I was to tell the people. What I, what I was told. Almost 20 years ago from that bishop. They still wouldn't believe it. But nonetheless. God and my ancestors bear me witness. It was said. 
That's right. They purposely keep people in bondage. They don't want you free. They want you to be underneath the illusion of being free. You know, so here on Graveyard to Greatness, we come to show you sometimes life starts in the grave, but you don't have to remain there. But you got to know what part of the grave or graveyard you in so that you can see that the gates is open and you have the power to walk out. Right. Anybody want to add anything else? Uh, actually, please. Uh, I always like Isaiah. I think it was sixty, sixty-one, two and four. That uh, you're the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, mm-hmm. so that He might be glorified. And uh, and then in Jeremiah seventeen, it talks about uh, blessed the man that trusts in the Lord, for he shall be. Like a tree planted by the rivers. Yes. And and I was saying, I was thinking too in the garden. In in the garden, he said, all the trees you can eat except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But these trees are, I'm thinking, are people that you associate with. <laughs> and, and if you associate with the wrong ones, you're gonna get some good and you're gonna get some crazy mm. evil. Mhm. And and so, so the the trees are uh, trees are like a community also, like humans. They have communities. Isn't that what the book said? Yep. Oak Grove, you know. Mhm. And they congregate and they communicate with each other some kind of way. I don't know how to do it. Yes, they do. But they communicate with each other. So we as humans, and and, and the scripture where that the blind man. So men as trees. That's where and I was. Jesus. Yep. And, and so, so there's a correlation between the two, and how we associate uh, is it, just like trees, you know. Mm-hmm. But what what it said, trees of righteousness, the plan of the Lord. When we get that knowledge, like you say, to know who we are, we become that righteous tree. We just don't fall for the okey-doke, as they say. We just don't fall for anything. We, we try the spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. We know what's real and what's not real. Exactly. And, and I think that that's, that's that may be where we are, but God said, uh, was it Ezekiel said, Go out into the water to it's up to your ankles, to your knees, yep. and to your waist, and over your head. You know, it's a deeper, deeper word. That's what, that's what I've been trying to find is mm-hmm. uh, a deeper, deeper place with God. So I'm not just going for anything that you say. Mm-hmm. So I think. I thank God for what we're doing because it, it's taking us in the deeper waters and uh, uh, a greater revelation that we can even walk in a, in a greater uh, closeness with God and we can teach. I know my wife was trying to get me back in the prison ministry and I said, you know, I want to go back with something that that has substance, not the same, same old thing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I gotta have more. I gotta have revelation. I gotta have insight. Mm-hmm. And, and I gotta teach that. I gotta understand the first, but then I gotta teach what I understand. And there's too much religion out there, and it just, it makes me sick, you know, <laughs> that we're just stuck on a religious uh, wheel, and we don't know how to get out. But I'm, I'm getting out. Mm -hmm. I'm getting on the spiritual track. Yes. So, so Barb? No. because we're about um, to get off of here. I was going to... Uh... Yeah, uh, the, the reality is this is a learning process. Um, and even though, you know, we thought we knew it, the one thing that I've learned about God is that every time I think I know something about him, I realize I know nothing at all. Um, and every time I think that I've mastered something, I realize that I'm yet once again a student and that I didn't master a doggone thing. And so... Y'all just gonna have to forget the babies out of bed. Oh, they are. It's okay. Time. It is what uh, it is. <laughs> but um, 
the reality is is that every day that we are in existence is every day that we are growing and every day that we are moving forward in what we were created to do in our destiny. Um, we, we didn't come here just to, as my mother used to say, be bumped on the law or to just take up space. We came here with purpose and with destiny. And so we have to learn and, and continue to learn and continue to grow. And that's, that means getting information that we didn't have. And that means having our very foundation uh, being shaken up because we thought, you know, something was preached to us or taught to us as being concrete only to find out that it wasn't. Um, and so as we learn what scripture, what uh, it really means and, and what different words really mean and that sometimes uh, what we thought was before us really wasn't before us at all. <laughs> um, we just <laughs> we just keep growing. Yes. Uh, and, you know, in regards to trying to maintain and uh, educate further and others as we learn. And sometimes, like for me, and, you know, me and uh, Latara have talked before, you know, for me it takes, once I learn something, I, I have a digestive process of where I have to literally sit and uh, keep going over it and 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 over it, and over it, and over it until I get it. Mm -hmm. um, or until I at least understand it within uh, me. Because everything you're not going to understand right away overnight. Yes. Um, some things take time. Uh, you know, scripture talks about one plant, one uh, water. One plant, one water, God gives the increase. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes we're in the planting stage. Sometimes we're in the, uh, the watering stage. Sometimes we're in the growing stage. Um, it's just a matter of where we are at that time. But the important thing as we're learning and as we're teaching is that we don't uh, make it in such a way that the person that we're teaching can't learn right. um, that we don't do what the church did and or what some people in the church did because everybody in the church ain't bad right. but that we don't go into it you know with such a closed attitude that we do damage to others mm -hmm. um in the process but that we are you know respectful that hey they're growing they're learning like you and i talk a lot quite a bit that they just where they at Right. And we just give them the information and, and, and wait for them to get a little further. Um, so, you know, I, I'm always thankful and grateful for opportunities uh, to share and grow and listen and learn and also, you know, give a little what I have when I have it. Uh, okay, Peanut, move over, babe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but to be able to uh, grow. So uh, I'm, you know, thankful as always for any opportunity. Yes. I'm going to put y'all back on mute. Okay. <laughs> and um, before we wrap up, this is a scripture that uh, just came out to me, jumped out, two of them actually. First one is in Ephesians 1 and 2. And it's interesting because we need to understand. It says, uh, verse 18, the eyes of your, the eyes with an S of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So it's that speaking to something being hidden within us. Then I go to Matthew 6 and um, Matthew 6 and 22 through 23. Here is a different version of that, so to speak. It says the light of the body is the eye, single. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. 
But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Mm. And with those two scriptures, it talks about one, your eyes, when it's referring to eyes, it's talking about the single eye and both the two eyes that you look out of, which are your, what are, is better known as the two thieves. The regular two eyes we look with are the two thieves that are hanging on the, that is also on the cross. In the center is the single eye. That is in the frontal lobe. It is where we see God face to face and live. Better known as the penal gland. So there is no light in the body if you don't have it, if you're not enlightened. You, you, they teach us to walk in darkness. People, I don't know what my destiny is. I don't know what I'm called to do. I don't know my purpose. Da, 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 da. If you around some in a church or, or uh, 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 any other type of spiritual teacher or what have you, and they can um, help you um, know what your purpose is, you better run. If you sitting underneath a ministry 20, 30, 10, 5 years and you still don't know what you came here to do and you're not walking in it in the fullness and is happy, you in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Better get you a true spiritual teacher. Because it's like the same uh, Dr. Masters, what he says, um, for all I know, I know nothing if I cannot demonstrate a better life. Mm-hmm. Your life is supposed to be in demonstration, right? But most of us, most of them, are just sitting in darkness. They can't see, have eyes, and literally can't see, and spiritually can't see. They're blind. Who has the veil hanging over your face? I doubt it if it's the true God, the Creator of all that exists. Once again. There's nothing else, and y'all can hold on. But we're going. Uh, this is graveyard to greatness, where you learn that sometimes life begins in the grave. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Stay tuned, for there are more parts to come. Y'all stay abundant. <laughs>